Oh my yeah. god. Wow. There we go. I think uh, the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our discord channel, or you can check out our website. We are the horizon.com, or you can stop by our extra life page where the donation spot is still open. So please feel free to do that. We also have a ton of original content for you to browse through on our website. Additionally, everything we talk about is pushed into our cast notes, cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Alex? That was a long intro, That's but how it was great. It's literally <laughs> the same length every time. I just added a small bit about Extra Life. That's so long. Oh, my gosh. Caleb? That's me. Chad? Did anybody ask about the uh, video link for us? Hmm. <laughs> Don't know. No. Maybe. Jake? Oh, shit. What up? <laughs> no one. <laughs> Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, let's start off with a huge thank you, actually, this week. We just wrapped up our Extra Life 24-hour stream on Saturday. It was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we raised, as of today, $8,110, freaking smashing oh, wow. a record from last Ooh. year. Nice. Even higher. Granted, if you're Alex, you have to look th- at everything uh, with the glass <laughs> half empty. Uh, and so he'll say, well, technically, Owen won $3,000, yeah. so it doesn't even really count. I, I did skew the numbers a little bit. Wait, did we okay. still beat our record from last year, even not including that? Yeah. So yeah, whatever. I mean, right. <laughs> so I don't think it matters. Yeah, but also I, Aaron donated a lot more than he did last year. And that's <laughs> basically the entire offset from last year is Aaron. Wow. Whatever, Listen, we take those. Don't <laughs> yeah. to bring that up, Alex. Did Aaron donate or did Finn uh, donate? Ben, Sven don- donated. Yeah, because <laughs> Finn was oh, donating wow. a lot. I donated as myself and immediately regretted it because I got a text from Alex. Actually, should I just read what the text said? Oh, please. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can find... <laughs> let me see if I can find this text. Hold on. Uh, where are you at? Where are you at, Alex? Where are you on my phone? We don't ever text each other. There we we live in the same house. <laughs> yeah, we what? don't text anymore. Hey, I that was a good that was a good reference. I liked the musical reference, there, Chad. I see what you're going for. <clears throat> All right, I'm, level I, money. Make my donation immediately. Get a text from Alex. Talk about just slapping your dick right on the table. Well, it was completely out of context too, because I didn't even know what he was. T- I didn't know, but apparently he was sitting up in his room, and the donation thing went off, and he was watching on his TV. So it like blew up his speakers with the kids screaming. <laughs> anyway, thought it was funny. Uh, so we raised $8,110. Uh, our stream is still, you can go watch it on, on Twitch. There's a lot of cool segments to it. Uh, I particularly enjoyed our time playing um, Monster Camp. Thought it was an absolute blast. Oh, it was oh, amazing. It always is. <clears throat> Man, I didn't know what I was missing until, <laughs> until I played. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tim. Until uh, David Attenborough. Yeah, I know. I well, just it's such a good game. Like the, it's really well written. Written, so I very really much well written. Well, well written. written. It's well written. 
Ryan. I'm just I'm just trying to be Milo, Alex. Uh, <laughs> also, we really played a lot of games like Jackbox and What the Dub, where everything got really dirty. So make sure you check that out if that's what you're interested in. Um, what I, anything else highlights that you guys really love from the stream? That was great. Uh, a regular human basketball, I feel like, was that a was very right. large, mm. yeah, a highlight for me. Fun. That was a very good pick. Whoever put that into our list, it's yeah. so wonky. Yeah, yeah. and it's I think that's goofy. why it worked. Mm-hmm. It uh. is a strange game. Also, um, if you're Caleb, don't just immediately start the game. Maybe start partying up first because that would be helpful to get okay. the game actually functioning. Mm-hmm. In what game are you forced to party first <laughs> before you make a lobby? Here, well, let's make wild. a list. Regular human basketball. That's the whole <laughs> list. That's the only one. I thought the Left for Dead segment, I'm usually not a person that enjoys Left for Dead, but that segment with everyone, like literally anybody <laughs> that wanted to participate was in it, and it was great. It's so chaotic. I, I loved it. it. It was a lot of chaos. was a freaking mess. It it was a, it was a blast. It immediately reminded me how much better Back for Blood is. But oh yeah, <laughs> uh, it was just really fun to play with like a crap ton of people because there were just so many zombies. And I forget how um, how much the specials in that game just randomly appear in weird spots and like you're just not prepared at all whatsoever. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, so anyway, go check it out. Uh, you can check it out on our Twitch. Uh, we are the Horizon. Um, you can also still donate. I think up until December thirty first. So yep. if you are just catching this now. Feel free. We'd love to uh, not take your money, but we'd love to pass it on to hospitals for kids. Um, in case you didn't you didn't know what this is for, Extra Life is for Children's Miracle Network Hospital. All the money that we get goes directly to them, which I think is really awesome. Also, it helps move us up the uh, the rank. And right now, we are rank 161, which Ooh. is freaking dumb. That's dumb. so good. We're beating think- Sirenscape by 10 bucks. I think nice. we're like maybe seven away from Rooster Teeth Discord. Oh my god! Ooh. Yeah, it is, it, Rooster Teeth. it is insane to look <laughs> at like the, the the groups that we're beating or the groups that we're near. It's just like you know Rooster Teeth's Discord or like U- Ubisoft Montreal's headquarters or something like that. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, we're doing just as good as them. If the, or it's all like this is weird. This is a weird feel. Are we only seven away from Rooster Teeth's Discord followers as well? Okay, like we, so we, we're close, Rooster, right? Rooster Teeth team, which is the actual team, uh, is in first place. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh. they got like Teeth, millions of dollars. R- Rooster Teeth Discord uh, is 147th place, mm, mm. and we are 161, I believe. 161. Those are different. That's what I learned. Because uh, I think dis- one is like the. The, the people of Rooster Teeth and trying to get money, and then I think the Discord is just, like, the fans. Yeah, that's what it would be. Oh, so it's it's just the Rooster Teeth people that people are donating to them. Gotcha. Yeah. Versus. So that's why fans. they're in first place, is because those are the actual, like, Rooster Teeth people, creators gotcha, and gotcha. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's honestly incredible to see that Rooster Teeth's goal, just their goal alone, was $250,000. And they got $607,000. Nice. Uh, I know you guys like crapping on Giant Bomb, so I'll bring this up for you and make you happy. <laughs> they only hit like half of their goal. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, darn. Mean, that sucks for the kids. It does. Yeah. Didn't like a, a bunch of people like left. Yeah. Bomb, yes. Like they lost like a lot of their team and it, their mm. site's so different now. And it, mm. I just I saw that and I was like, well, that kind of reflects the state of what they're doing, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> Hate to see it, Alex. You hate to see it. Anyway, 
check out our Extra Life page. We'll put a link in the notes um, if you want to donate. Like I said, until December 31st, we would appreciate it. We'll yeah, be back again to next Alex. year. Yes, donate to Alex so that he can get, you know, make his, make his numbers. That would be great. Uh, he, we'll be he, back he next year. He put in more so much work, and I feel like he needs to get, like, a free T-shirt or a medal <laughs> or something. So donate to Alex so you can get there. Aaron, Aaron did a ton of work, too. Like, thank you, Alex. The same, if not more. Aww. Man, Alex, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> let's move on to what have you been playing lately. And speaking of, Alex, let's talk about what you've been playing. What's up? What's new? What's happening? Yeah, so um, there's a game called Bright Memory Infinite. It's like this very small, like, single dev developed Halo? shooter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all the Infinite games are coming out this year and next year. So be prepared <laughs> for that. Uh, there was a game that was released like a year or two ago on Steam that was like Bright Memory Chapter 1 or just Bright Memory or something like that. And it was like cheap. Episode 1? Something like that. Maybe. And it was like to fund the development of the rest of the game that this guy was working on. So you got to play like a demo essentially. But it was like like $5 or something. Um, and then he put this out, the completed product, finally. And he gave it to everybody that bought that other thing that he put out before for free. So like me and Caleb have it in our inventory already for free. So that's, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Just as like a thank you for supporting him. Um, in terms of the game itself, it's, it's like super short still. It's like two hours long. Oh, I finished it today. I never quite settled on a control setup that I liked. I feel like there's like one too many buttons that you need to be hitting all the time. There's a lot of moves. Yeah, so you have like that. Like the whole point of the game is like to be like really fast and like doing all these like crazy ninja moves and stuff. So you have your guns, but then you also have like a sword that you can slash people with. And the sword has a bunch of moves. So like you can do like the lift people into the air move, or you can do the charge up the sword and do a slash that does like a laser beam thing. And then you also have like different punches on your arm. That's another key. And you can do like rocket punches and stuff like that. And, uh, like this EMP blast that floats people and this like grapple hook thing that pulls people towards you with that. And it's all like, depending on if you press it, if you double press it, or if like you hold it. So that's hard to get your head around. And then also there's just like one too many actions to map to keys effectively. I ended up having to put one of the abilities on E, which didn't feel the best ever because there's also a block. That's the other thing. And you can like parry anything in the game and and block stuff. So oh yeah, um, it's pretty fun though. It's it doesn't feel. I mean, it's one dude making it, so it it definitely feels like that. I would say. And he tried to like, I feel like he tried to sell it with graphics somewhat, because there's like ray tracing and DLSS and like all these advanced graphics stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But then also like the models and animations are bad. So like. Mm-hmm. You have all these cool effects on these like bad assets and it's a weird amalgamation. I remember um, the first little demo game looking pretty good. Yeah, it's still I mean it still looks good. It's just like there's a lot of parts in it that you'll you'll look at it a little bit too closely and be like, yeah, this is definitely like mm-hmm. low budget. Um still pretty fun. I think it's too expensive for what it is if you were buying it straight out right now. I think it's like twenty dollars. For a $20 is too game. expensive. Oof. Yeah, it's $20. I think, I think $20 is too much for what it is. I'd put it at like $10 or something. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Also, I ran into this issue where I played on what? How many difficulties? There's like three or four difficulties, but I played not on easy. I played on like normal, and I got to the point where two of the abilities I had were just like stupid OP. Mm. So like, there's like a rocket punch that you can do that does like a big explosion in a line in front of you if you charge it up. And I could just sit at the corner of any arena and charge it up and kill like everything. Wow. Or like bosses, there's like this uh if you charge up the sword and do like the slash, it'll it'll send the slash out, but then it like spins. And like if you level it up enough, it sits on an enemy for eight seconds. And that gives you enough time to charge up another one. And also Jeez. the damage it does staggers people. So you can like just throw it repeatedly at a boss and just kill it. So I, I got into situations where there, there there was abilities that were too good and it kind of made me not use the full set of features that were given to me. Cool. Um, I'll go next. I just have a couple highlights from the stream because everything I'm going to talk about is going to be in uh, the game section. But um, I played Brawlhalla again for the first time in years, which was just an absolute mistake. That was perfect, um, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. We won mm-hmm. every single round. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have yeah, one. going in. That's a mistake. Yeah, you know, one time I remember downloading the game and then remembering, like, I was just reminiscing on past experience with Brawlhalla, and I just immediately deleted it without actually loading <laughs> it up. I should have done that the this time. I didn't. It. it was a mistake. I think we played, like, five rounds, and we lost every round handedly. I, I think we played more than that. <laughs> we played for, like, a half an hour, oh, at least. A long time. Oh, it's already gone. I don't, it, you know what? It's over. It's done. It's gone. Not doing it again. Maybe in a couple of years. I don't understand how that game got so bad. Like, that game used to be so fun. And, like, it was one of those, like, rotations of, like, all right, we play Dota, we play Brawlhalla, we play Dota, we play Rocket League. But, like, yep. I don't know what happened to it. I And I think I vividly remember they added the multi-dodge or whatever, and that's where it started to, like, go downhill. Well, and they, guys... I feel like they've lost all of the, like, the casuals. And now the only yeah. people that play that game are the ones who just play all the time. Mm-hmm. And you I... guys should have played the, the Nintendo Smash Brothers clone. Oh, right. Not, not, not oh, Nintendo. Yeah. Not Nintendo. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo Smash Brothers Nickelodeon clone. Smash Brothers. <laughs> Nintendo Smash Brothers clone. Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, and Brawl. No, the Nickelodeon one is yeah, apparently pretty good. All-Stars. Oh, I'm sure whatever it is, it would be better than Brawlhalla. I <laughs> take that Brawlhalla. That is enough about Brawlhalla. Let's talk about two other games that I really enjoyed on the stream. Uh, Back for Blood, just an incredible game. Freaking love this game. I want to play it all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we actually played for, man, I feel like it was like three hours the other night. Yep. Um, and we're just powering through some maps. I think we went like maybe like nine or ten dots before we finally died. I don't, acts. They're not acts. I don't know what they're, chapters? Mission. Chapters. chapters. Yeah. Chapters, whatever. Chapter yeah. level missions. These yeah, dots yeah. loses the word mission. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad when we died. I mean, we died at a crappy point. But it was we died in a dumb way. We yeah. we just like wrecked the boss like super hard and was like we were feeling really strong and then we just got overwhelmed by some like peons yeah. in a hallway. Yeah. Peons. I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't swing my sword fast enough. Some so which is ridiculous. <laughs> man, um, anyway, awesome game. If you like uh Left 4 Dead, this is just better. It's, it looks prettier. It it plays better. I think it's just a fun game. Just I'm try in, it. I'm in three different groups playing it, and then anytime any of them is like, "Hey, you want to play?" I'm like, "Yeah." Well, I <laughs> feel like usually with like solid. A, a regular yeah, game, yeah. I'd be like worn out on it by now because there's too right, many people yeah. want to play it. It's like, like that uh, divinity. 
I was just going to say, yeah. all the saves in Divinity, you just have everybody's initials, and you're like, yeah. wait, there's too many A's. Which A is this? I, don't I know. feel like there's enough diversity in each level. Like, even play, repeating the levels, there's just enough that happens different. That's like, it's, it's really fun. There's yeah, also... the cards add, like, just enough of a twist on every level. Yeah. I, I was going to say, the cards also add an incentive to go back and do a yeah. lot of the mm-hmm. missions again too right. because you're not going to feel bad at being like oh i'm doing this over again you're going to be like wait i'm getting points so i can continue my progression on the cards and i feel yep. like that that helps a lot is that you have two separate uh, sets of progression you have like the story of all of the missions and everything but then you also have the progression of like your own card stacks and everything yeah. so you can get further through that so you can get the better ones at the end and start putting those in your deck I'm really interested what happens when you get further on, like Act 3 and forward, because you only have 15 cards in a deck. You get, I mean, you're done putting cards in to play each, at, like, the middle of Act 2, right? Or, like, the beginning of Act 2. It resets. It does. It resets the Act. act start of oh, act. okay, because yeah. I've never been to Act 2. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. I was wondering, because wow. that's... Never been right. to Act 2. I you have not played that much. You call yourself a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I only have uh, 10 hours on record. He's been on wow. vacation a lot lately. That's right. That's fair. On vacation. Yeah, that I was gone, gone for a minute. Take it all back. <laughs> uh, the last thing to mention, I was just going to say, GTFO, if you've not played this game, freaking, this is one of the best games I've played in a while. It's incredible. The graphics are amazing. The fog is the craziest looking thing I've ever seen in a game. It runs like butter. Yeah, uh, it runs so smoothly. It's insane. Launching, launching Battlefield and then closing it down and then launching GTFO, I'm just like, man, some games are optimized. <laughs> Um, I know that's not entirely because the game's optimized. My PC's also old, but still, uh, this game is just, it's a solid game. And I feel like we never play and we need to play more. Love it. Comes like, in 1.0 this year still. I know. Really soon. I know. It, it's Crazy. like a really good game and I enjoy it, but it's, it's like the opposite of Back for Blood in that I can't just play it a lot. I feel like mm. it's too, it's too like, it's too slow. It's too plotting. Mm-hmm. It is like everything you do in that methodical. game is like yeah methodical that's the word you have to be very you, careful yeah i think um i really want to make it to some of the lower parts of each of the what are they called they're not runs what's the term rundowns rundowns, rundowns. there we go <laughs> dots uh yeah i really want to make it <laughs> call yourself further a gamer <laughs> <laughs> i want to make it further levels down because i feel like they probably have other mechanics that we have not experienced yet and they maybe even do. other enemies that i yeah. haven't seen Yep. That's what I want to see because we keep playing literally the first level missions all the time and never getting any yep. further. I mean, like, um, the, core, seeing... the core loop of gameplay in that game is is have Caleb scan everything, tell us where things are, and then everybody crouches and turns their flashlights off, and then slowly, very, very, very slowly creep through a room <laughs> until everybody's next to a person and hit them in the head, and then we get to the next room and do the same thing again. Yeah, yep. I think you know the problem is though you run out of ammo so quickly. You can't yeah, just willy nilly shoot punished, things. You're punished oh, wow. if you do anything different. I think, I think that's the way we play the game, Alex. <laughs> but I have in watching videos and when I was trying to like dig into like how to how to actually play that game back the last time we played, I saw a bunch of groups just split up, just doing their own thing, just smacking those uh little uh uh creepers or whatever they're called by themselves and like flying through missions. And so I'm like, hmm. how crazy people. But I'm on, I'm on board. I, Let's do it. I don't Let's understand. My my whole thing is I don't understand how close you can be to kill one of them without alerting the rest of them. 
Yeah. Because the, the distances were like, all right, we're safe with these two kills. The whole room lit up. And it's like, wh- how? What did we right. just do wrong? Right. Cool game. Try it out if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Let's move on to uh, Owen. What have you been playing lately? Uh, I've been playing this wonderful little indie game called Haven. Uh, and it is fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, it, it's kind of this like nice... Uh, I don't want to say open world because all of the kind of levels are very small, but you go through a lot of these different levels of like kind of exploration, but it's also kind of got a little bit of uh, a visual novel feel to it uh, of kind of like choosing uh, the dialogue between the two characters that are uh, that are stranded on this planet and running away from from home. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think it's very well written. Uh, I'm I, I, honestly one of the things that I keep commenting on is just how impressed I am with how they got the relationship between the two characters done well because they're like the idea is these two are are lovers that ran away from a society where they would have been match made to marry somebody else and they were like fuck that we're gonna marry each other so we're running away uh, and. Like, you really get the sense of the, like, relationship in both of the, the struggles that they have because they've ran away from home and, you know, they're trying to survive, but also, like, you know, the, the affection that they have for each other um, and the bond that they have. And, I like, one of the things that I constantly think as I'm playing through the game is just, like, oh, that's me and Allison. Like, it's just, like, these little things oh. that are... Just, no, that are no. just somewhere in there, you know, it's just being like, oh, do you need cuddles right now? And I was like, mm. I say that all the fucking time. Uh, are, are you playing it with her? I'm not, unfortunately. I really wish I was. <laughs> hey, bro, I, there's no way to do it. I, everything, I, everything I've read about done. that game it's was like, this is the perfect game to play with your significant other. It, it honestly mm-hmm. is. I tried to convince her to play it and she was like, nah, I don't care. It's not, it's not a uh, turn-based RPG. So she just did not give a fuck. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I, I very much have enjoyed, the, uh, enjoyed it. And, um, I even appreciate how just straight horny both of the characters are most <laughs> of the fucking time. Cause that it's just really kind of refreshing of how it's like, it's very nonchalantly there. It's not like how some visual novels they're trying to like Man. build up the thing and being like, they're going to have sex guys. It's a big thing. It's sex in a video game. It's just kind of like. They just like are nonchalantly like just off screen for a second. And they come back and then they're just like, okay, cool, round two. And you're just like, wait, did you guys just fuck? Like, was that what? <laughs> and, and it's just so downplayed. And I was, man, just are like, you secretly a weeb, this. Owen? No. <laughs> like, you won. You no? won the weeb trivia thing oh, that we God, did. Don't remind me. And <laughs> now you're saying your individual novels that are horny. Mm. I appreciate how nonchalantly <laughs> horny it is. Because every time I play visual novels, it's always just like in your face being like, look, anime titties. Whereas <laughs> this has none of that. And it's literally just like them having some sort of dialogue that they were just like, yo, quickie behind the rock. And you're like, oh, cool. They're about to fuck. All right, neat. And you don't see any of it. It's like not like a, it literally does nothing for the game other than you know that they just had sex. And you're like, okay, whatever. And I just, I appreciate how nonchalant it is. I'm going to be honest with you. You said quickie behind the rock, and I immediately just thought of having sex behind Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't think you're doing it behind Dwayne Johnson in that instance. 
I feel like you invite him in. It's about um, drive, Chad. It's about power. Yeah. Uh, we stay I hungry, remember, we devour. I remember in the Haven demo, it had really, really good music. Yes, the music is fantastic. I, I liked that game pretty well too. in the demo. I, I kind of I didn't play it because I hated the combat. Yeah, I hate I hated the the combat so bad. I couldn't. The, the play combat it. is gets a lot more intense, but yeah. it is still like the press one of the four buttons and try to like time it to either be like blocking an attack that's coming in, so that way you can like parry and then do uh, a different attack back, or you know do a combo attack with your partner. So it gets a lot better farther in and gets like a lot more difficult. But yeah, it's not the best combat but i also don't think it's the worst i i kind of enjoy the combat breaks when they pop up cool yeah that's all i got cool cool uh that's all you got all right uh caleb i don't know what you people have been doing because we skipped a podcast and i've played so many games i have like five extras that i've not written here I mean, oh, I have been in a van in different been. states. Hey, this is your time to shine, Caleb. Yeah, you, you can be the new Alex. Claim your title. Wow. Do it. When, when Aaron was gone for three weeks, I played like zero video games. What? Yeah, you were you just crying like... at the front door? Like... <laughs> 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 LOL. I just no, grinded. because freaking every time I FaceTime this man, he's just in bed. I'm sure completely naked. I don't think it was just his shirt, but okay. he only showed me from like his chest. I was up. wearing underwear. I think you were completely naked. Do you usually FaceTime like waist down or? <laughs> so this was like a change. Well, I told him he's just trying to like emulate Derek and he needs to stop because every time I FaceTime Derek, he is shirtless and I assume he's completely naked too. Because I mean, you just. All right, taking notes. Must have shirt off when answering Aaron. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I'm immediately, I'm if he ever FaceTimes you, just rip your shirt off real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> real fast. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Gotta take it off. Anyway, Caleb, uh, what have you been playing? Yeah, yeah. So the first first game I played a bunch of is a game called uh, A Monster's Expedition through Challenging something. I can't remember now. Uh, but it's a little puzzle game, super relaxing. You're just this little monster guy, and you're going around on these various islands. And you can knock down trees and then roll the logs into the water to make little bridges across to other islands. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much the majority of the game. You're just knocking down trees and make, building bridges to get to other islands. Later, you build rafts and shove yourself across to other islands. But it's just a super relaxing little puddle game. Yeah, a lot I, heard, like, uh, I heard that was the chill version of Steven Sausage Roll. It is, yes. Mm. I was about to say, it's a lot like Steven Sausage Roll, except you know how Steven Sausage Roll has that moment? where none of the puzzles are solvable anymore because they're just <laughs> insane. A Monster's uh, Exposition doesn't have that. It just makes you feel smart the whole time you're playing it. I like puzzle games like that. Yeah, definitely check it out if you're looking for a little puzzle game. It's fun. I've also been playing a ton of Subnautica. I know, old game. But finally got around to playing it. Yeah. I usually hate crafting games because usually they don't have some reasonable goal that you're trying to reach. But Subnautica, you just crash land on a planet and you're trying to you try and get off of it. So you're building up a base, building up various vehicles to travel around underwater, find new materials. And it has a lot of a surprising amount of story in it. There's like a couple of different ships that have been crashed on this planet. So you're like getting little snippets of what happened to them and what happened to other people of your ship. But it kinda kinda keeps you moving in that way. You don't really get stuck with nothing to do. No no aim. 
Have any of you played it? Nope. No. I've played a bit of it. Um, <clears throat> I never finished it. Uh, I ended up... Because I got to a point where I needed to like build my base up a decent amount, and I really didn't enjoy that, so I, I actually stopped then. But... The base building is the worst part, for sure, as a person who doesn't like crafting that much. Yeah. What do you say about it? Oh, you go ahead. I was just going to say, it's a shame, because like going out and finding new stuff, and then like taking it back to base and crafting something new with it is really fun. Yeah. I just didn't like trying to like precariously place all these different rooms... At least for me, maybe I'm just really dumb, but I, I couldn't, like, get stuff to work. Like, yeah. I, I think I just didn't really understand how the base building worked, so I just stopped rather than learning. You don't have to build much of a base. It just kind of wants you to build a little bit of a base. Sure. After that, you just go around in the, the big submarine, and you don't even have to build a base, it seems. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think, strictly required. It's just helpful. What you say about it kind of reminds me a little bit of Raft. We've been playing Raft with our parents, me and Chad. Hmm. And we played some last night, and we finally got to a part that wasn't just mindless crafting stuff. It was like I crafted a a radio and uh, like zeroed in on a transmission that was coming from a specific island. We traveled there, and then there was like story elements. There's like notes that you found. There was like a lead to another thing that you're supposed to go find. So they're starting to be like some story stuff, and I think that game has, like, an ending where you get rescued. Nice. As far as I know. So, similar also, stuff. The game yeah, is awesome similar. because you basically start building self-sustaining systems, such as, mm-hmm. like, uh, the raft that we have has a donut of just nets around it that just constantly is grabbing all of the debris. Um, and then you just walk around and pick up everything, so you're like, man, I need, I need planks. And then you, like, walk over to the net, pick up some planks. Like, great. I didn't have to fish for this, mine for this, go gather this, etc. Hmm. It's cool. Uh, I also picked up Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. I think it, it might have been in the Humble Bundle. I it believe it was. Bundle. Yeah. It's a little little adventure game. You're just running around solving, solving problems in this town where you play as Turnip Boy who ripped up his tax bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, Pretty much, you run around ripping up other tax documents and wow. helping people with their problems. Yeah, he really, really hates taxes. <laughs> you eventually Good on like, why? Yeah, and kind of passed down from the parents. Um, but it's it's a really funny game. It had me rolling a couple times with a couple of its its references. It was, it was pretty enjoyable to play. I mean, the base gameplay is just a bunch of fetch quests, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, little little bit of combat. Do you think? That it's actually trying to say something about society. I was gonna ask the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> or is it just being uh, like goofy? No. Just just goofy. Are you running around as a literal turnip with legs? You are a turnip. Yeah, you're a turnip with a face. It's it's like it's like post uh post apocalyptic. Post nuclear, maybe I guess. Where all the vegetables came to life? Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Does the turnip have a comb over? Fruits. They still have taxes are, after the apocalypse. Good to know. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, are Mayor they... Onion really wants there to be taxes. <laughs> are there also... Is there also maize? Uh, I don't think there was any... There wasn't any maize or corn. Dang it! That I remember. <sighs> I really liked the maize characters from maize. There was a cherry. The cherry is the best. You'll see why. Mm-hmm. Convinced we're the only people that ever played Maze. That yeah. game like, felt kind of like a fever dream. So that yeah, makes sense. It 
I'm uh, like, what was that a name of that other game where you play as kids in like a like a boxcar and you have to go finding things on a like a little town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the game that I'm convinced that literally no one else has ever played because the dev came in and they were like, <laughs> ooh, M2, M2, oh, go to the left, Blackout M2. Club, right? Blackout Club, that's it. Yeah. I swear nobody else in the history of that game's entire life has played that game except for us. That's it. We're the only ones. Anyway, It was kind of crazy when the dev showed up. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, I also played this game, The Last Stand Aftermath. It just came out a couple days ago, actually. I'm playing it a decent amount. It's a, a roguelike third-person zombie shooter, kind of. Oh, top-down wow, zombie shooter, I guess. It ticks all the generic boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it's very survival-y. So you're someone who has the zombie virus, and you're going out and getting resources for the colony so that the people there who don't have it can live. So it builds the roguelike piece pretty easily because you have only so long to live until you turn into a zombie. You're going out finding stuff for the the colony, and you're finding uh, little booster shots to prevent your turning into a zombie. And as your virus so slowly ticks up, it takes down your max health, and every every little chunk that completes, you gain a new mutation. It just kind of modifies a little bit of how you play. You can get like a whole bunch of extra melee damage, but you move a lot slower, or you can carry more. People hit you, they get stunned, things like that. It's got a little. Little funky twist there. It's pre- it's pretty good actually. I've been enjoying it. You got to be very, you got to make hard decisions about what kind of stuff to go look for because you know that you only have so much ammo to deal with all these zombies. But it's pretty good. I stopped cool. playing it when I got to the end of like the second area, and I'd pull up in my car to this random fort where there's a whole bunch of people on the walls. And I get out of the car, and like a horde of zombies shows up, and no one on the top shoots their guns they're all holding. They just stand there and watch as I sprint around trying to kill zombies and finally die. Like, well, right. just ammo, said, dude. A lot of yeah, help. you just said ammo was scarce. I don't know what yeah. you expected. Would <laughs> you have on, done right? it if they were running around? There was ah. like 10 people up there with guns. I would have shared my ammo if they'd have helped me. Gosh. Maybe it's like uh, Snowpiercer. There's no ammo in the guns. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's performative. <laughs> Yeah, so I was, I was really annoyed. I haven't gone back since then. They gotta um, have some way to progress the plot. It's the same as back for yeah, Blood when the people are standing on the building and they're like, why won't they let you up there? Yeah. Don't let no, you, you gotta building, be on the ground. Like, no, hold it off down there. Bye. <laughs> We're safe. We're just gonna shoot occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. Sometimes. When you, were like, when you were like, four of us were able to travel across this entire city to get to this bar, but for some <laughs> reason we have to... Uh, Summon the entire horde so that six other people <laughs> can make it out safe. The street. I'm just hey, convinced that like six. everybody like else is just buses. a moron. Oh. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, the other game I've played is Inscription, which I know Jake has played. I know Alex mm-hmm. has played some of. I don't know how far you've made a it, bit. Alex. Inscription's really good. Really, really good. Yeah, it's a it's a collectible card game is that what you would call it or i would call it a roguelike ccg okay yeah, the most CCG. Part. yeah it's got really neat mechanics and a super cool theme or atmosphere you're just like in this cabin and you can like get up from the table walk around and mess with stuff in the cabin and you sit back down and play against this super creepy dude and you have to sacrifice creatures in order to bring other ones out onto the board like you have 
It is. Sure, it's, yeah. it's Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like a stack of your normal cards that you can draw. They're like good cards. And then you have a stack of squirrels that specifically exist for putting them out and murdering them in order to bring in other creatures. I- I just generally agree with that uh, that concept. What, murdering squirrels? Yeah, they're the freaking worst. Man, I got some stance today. Okay, <laughs> hot take. Sorry, Owen. I didn't realize this. It's also made by the uh, Pony Island people. Mm. People. I, didn't realize that I, think, I think it's Person. like guy. I think it's just one guy. Yeah. Yeah. The so like some of the cards are like alive and talk to you. Yeah. Like There's you start. Stoat. You start with a stoat and like. In order to start the game, you have to sacrifice the stoat to summon a wolf so you can win. And the stoat's, like, mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then from then on, I'm like, I don't, well, don't want to sacrifice the stoat. <laughs> so I would play my games around not sacrificing him. Wow. <laughs> wow. Get out of there. Just murder him again, and he's like, oh, again? Yeah. Uh, uh, so without, without giving away, because this game... So this is about the Pony Island guy. It kind of it takes a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. So without without spoiling too much, the game does change maybe like a third of the way through, and like that second third, <sighs> like the middle third, is really bad. It's not very good. They explicitly made the gameplay worse. It's hmm. it's very odd because uh, the first yeah. part of the game, like Caleb mentioned, you have two stacks of cards. You have like your deck of cards, and then you have like the squirrels that you can sacrifice. And for whatever reason, in this middle part of the game, that's not a thing. You just draw cards. So for me, at least, I had a lot of scenarios where it was like, oh, I drew a hand of all squirrels. I guess I lose this game. I guess I lose now. Uh, Or alternatively, I would draw a hand of all cards that require a sacrifice to play. So it's like, oh, I can't play any cards. I guess I lose again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which sucks. That's not that's not fun. That's not what I like. Uh, it does. It comes back in the last third. The last third is really interesting. I still don't like yep. it as much as the first third. The first part is still the best. We just stuck play. with the first part and didn't make any changes to the way the game <laughs> worked. But that's fine. It's fine. I respect trying new things. But the middle <laughs> third did almost make me think about quitting the game. So yeah. I'm glad I stuck with it. But it's pretty. It's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Yeah, the middle middle third is really rough, but it's worth it's definitely worth playing all the way yes. through. Yes, the last third is definitely cool enough to push to the second third. The second third is also, I know I talk about them in thirds, but it's the shortest third. If shortest that makes third, sense. okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a third. shorter third. <laughs> it's a shorter third. It's trust me, just listen. Just it's the shortest third. It's the it's the shortest act. Yes, there act. There are three <laughs> acts. All right, there are three right, acts. Right. Second act is the shortest one, there mostly we go. because once you get like a decent deck. You just you, you can just, just roll you can it. just steamroll stuff like they don't stand yeah. a chance anymore. Uh, also, in the second act, you get to choose like a starter deck. Don't pick the zombie deck. It's bad. It was unplayably <laughs> bad. I literally had to restart the act and pick a different one because I couldn't I couldn't win a single match with the fucking zombie deck. Really bad. Don't play. Also, it. probably don't pick the magic deck. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> play it. Like I got a little glimpse of it and I was like, that looks terrible. Mm-hmm. How many other options are there? Is there one option? There, there are four. There's two. Yeah, there's, there's two, two other options. Four okay. total. Yeah. So either pick the one you've been doing. I don't know Beast. what that one is. Beast, Beast deck, I think. Or robots. Yeah. Robots. Robots is probably pretty good. Robots is good. It's like Smash Up. Yeah, it's like mm. Smash Up. Mm-hmm. It's exactly <laughs> nothing like Smash Up. Not even a little bit. Not pick even the robots and the zombies, and then you're OP now or something. <laughs> Yeah, oh, the funny right. part is there's a there's a auto auto deck builder for that second portion of the game. 
if you use that, it always does beasts and robots like as many of them as it can, and then some other stuff. Huh. So it also knows what's best. <laughs> yeah, it knows what the best cards are. <laughs> Wild, insane. Uh, Jake, how about you? What have you been mm. playing lately? Uh, so the only one worth talking about other than inscription. I so I started playing Metroid Dread. Um, I've, I'm gonna do a bit on it because I think it has one of the worst intros I've ever played in a while. Uh, I want to save that for like our intro segment later. So just as a tease, I think the intro is really, really bad. <laughs> it also it does weird stuff with exposition where it like it shows like a cutscene that like like this robot is invincible, right? Like you shoot it a bunch and it's like, oh, it doesn't do anything. And then Sam shoots a rocket at it and it doesn't do anything. And so like you run away, you escape. And then you hit like a checkpoint and this orb guy shows up and he's like, hey, um, those robots, you can't kill them. You got to run away from them. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fucking no. That's why I'm here right now. I already did that. I feel like it does that a lot. It's storytelling is really weird. Literally, the part I just did, you like, you enter a new area and there's just like a guy and he's like, hey, let me tell you about the main villain. And he yeah. gives this long exposition dump. And then he dies. <laughs> it's like, okay, bye, guy, whatever. That's cool. Thanks and then you purpose. just leave. You just go somewhere else. Yeah. I don't but, think any of the Metroid games have ever been particularly good at storytelling. I think this one's no though. exception. Just like, it doesn't need a story. Samus <laughs> is in a place where a bunch of stuff wants to kill her and she wants to leave. There's your story, bruh. Trip, like, yeah. you just run, like, just running around, <laughs> killing the stuff, trying to kill you? Kicks ass! I don't need a story. I just need, oh, this alien's, like, shackled in wasty lava? Fuck yeah. I'll fuck him up. Let's go. <laughs> I don't need to know what his deal is. I don't need to know that, you know, Night Raven is angry about Chozos or whatever. I don't care. Just let me shoot the guys. <laughs> yeah, the base gameplay is a lot of fun. It is, yes. I know I've been complaining this whole time, but the game does kind of slap. Once it stops talking and lets you, like, push buttons, it's really good. Running around it, is really fun. You move quick. You can wall jump off stuff. You can, like, charge beam shoot, and when an enemy charges at you, you can, like, parry them, which helps keep the speed up so, it's, cause so you don't have to, like, stop, aim, and shoot them a whole bunch. You can mm -hmm. just kind of parry them and keep running through them. You get upgrades at a pretty good pace. So you're yeah, constantly you opening up new areas and getting, like, new abilities. It's just, it's real good. It's, it's real, real good. Is that a, a new mechanic for Metro series, for or is Metroid? that a mechanic that's not, specific to the side? It is not the platform, new. New. Technically, they introduced it in Metroid: Samus Returns, which came out on okay. the 3DS like two years ago or something. Okay. Uh, but it, it is not not traditionally Metroid. Like Super Metroid and stuff did not have parrying. Yeah. Okay. I have never played anything other than the Prime. Okay. Like the the three. Sure. Well, yeah. Dread's really I, good. You should try it. Yeah. Out. It's yeah. obvi obviously it's very different. It's 2D rather than 3D. Sure. But like traditionally Metroid's been 2D, so right. it works. Are you playing it on Switch or are you a bad kid? I am playing it on Switch. Whoa, I bought it. I on paid Switch, money okay? for it. <laughs> <laughs> I own it on Switch, okay? Mm hmm It's just that it runs better on PC. Prime boy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, have you noticed any performance issues, Jake? Me? No. Okay. It's I think it runs great. I mean, there, there's this weird bug where, like, sometimes you walk in a room and this guy talks to you about the plot for, like, five minutes straight and then yeah. dies. <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully they patch that out, though. Hopefully no I don't one else has to deal with that. I think they're going to be fixing that. I think they should, though, is the thing. Nintendo, I know you listen. <laughs> Fucking edit out those cutscenes. They kill me every time. 
um chad how about you let's move on to you what have you been playing uh so we've touched on a couple things from other uh you guys playing the other games back for blood fun game uh i honestly didn't think i was gonna like it because i don't like left for dead so um i think it's just because of how the guns feel in this game that like i'm able to get past uh the the quote-unquote hatred i had for left for dead um i think i just didn't like the uh non being able to aim down sights kind of feel yeah. and, uh, and yeah. like just the hip firing and uh uh um back for blood great though uh raft we've touched on that just a tiny bit playing that with the parents um travis actually stopped by and played with us too last night so that was fun um, I started playing a little bit of Warzone again, uh, especially because they had uh, the resurgence mode in there. There was like resurgence duos and trios, so we could get some small squads going. Uh, mm. took a break from that because resurgence mode uh, duos and trios got taken out, and it's only quads, and we don't have four people that play. Um, some of the people that I've met playing like New World and stuff play that game because of me. Uh, but the resurgence mode is the mode where uh, once you go down and you're like dead, you just have to wait a certain amount of time before you fly back in, which is honestly, I think, my favorite version of BR because uh, you have a, a certain amount of circles that close before your respawn is shut down um, instead of let me die and wait all game either for somebody to buy me back, uh, find my revive token uh, or or like PUBG, just I'm dead and I'm out. Um, so yeah, the resurgence mode I think is one of my favorites, and they're coming out with the new map soon. So I wanted to get back in that a little bit with the hopefully they get the anti cheat running and everything like that, so that you know Warzone is going to be fun again. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of Phantom Abyss. I launched that randomly on stream when we couldn't get last year working. Rest oh, in peace last soon. year. Oh, man. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, it was right when I was waiting to jump into Among Us, which I don't even know if I played Among Us. I think it was such a blur. I don't think I actually joined you guys with that. I think you guys quit uh, before I got in. Um, but yeah, I, I launched over Phantom Abyss, and Phantom Abyss is the temple run, like first-person temple run game, uh, where it's all procedurally generated. So each map that you run is something that you alone... Uh, run one time and if you beat it you are the only person in the world that can beat oh, yeah. that map uh it's really cool you get to see the ghosts all running with you uh from people who have tried it in the past uh see their mistakes they've added some like obstacles and uh various stuff such as there's actually a tunnel that you run through that spins now which is actually kind of cool um still kind of just a pick up and play game it's not something that you would honestly put in the hours into i think it's like 25 bucks something like that but it's a nice uh it's a nice game though if you ever want something to just kill some time on the side and then also if you do get it you can start posting codes into the horizon discord so that people can try to get their stuff back when they die. i really i like the like the idea that no one else like once you've run a run you can't ever run that again but when you run it against other people, you're seeing the ghost of like, are you seeing just the first person player? You're seeing every person that runs. You're seeing all the ghost forms running with you. It's like a, okay. it's like a, if you ever play like a race game and you have like that ghost car in front of you, oh, okay. it's kind yeah, of yeah. like that. Super cool concept. I like that a lot. I think it's kind of neat because you only get one chance and then just move on to another one. Maybe try yeah. to be the best at that one. I think that's neat. Yep. And so there's, there's different layers to it too. So there's like the, the green zone that you start off in. Then there's like the blue zone, which 
you get a choice near like the end of levels um whether or not to continue or if you're just done and you want to confess that's the run you want to complete and save all your stuff uh if you use your keys you continue down the path and you try to get to the center of the temple or something like that it's like a weird map that you're seeing uh green blue and then like red is the last layer and it gets progressively harder there's a little boss creature that like follows you uh one of them shoots a laser at you one of them spits bombs at you and one of them just constantly follows you throughout the level um you can tell based on their color uh what boss is going to be following you for the entire game they get more aggressive as you go down the layers uh which is kind of cool interesting it's more of an uh op- it's it's a bigger obstacle than the rest of the obstacles that are in there so it adds that layer of like panic when you get to uh, like spinning blades and then like the things like right behind you or you get to a jump that you don't think you could quite make um and the things like falling behind you uh really cool thing is that the whip if you hold right click and click the whip actually grabs onto stuff and pulls you up so it's um it helps you get across those big gaps or around obstacles that you otherwise couldn't manage yeah super cool looks really neat um Let's talk about a couple things in games realm. Uh, not like that we've been talking about video games already, but we need to talk about a few games that uh, have just come out that we've been playing, mm-hmm. as well as uh, a, a big uh, rip to last year. We already kind of teased that a little bit, but uh, let's just actually start with that. First and foremost, last year, dead game. Sad. Yeah. Why? All right. Literally unlaunchable. Of the entire Extra Life stream. Just can't play the game I was looking forward to playing. Heck I know, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Rip. Uh- what a disappointment. I wish they would just be like, you know what? You can make your own servers. We don't care. Just play the yeah. game. Enjoy well, the game. The weird thing is, is, as far as I know, the connections are peer-to-peer. So there's something broken with just like trying to load in to like the oh. server that connects people up or something. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense because it, it wasn't like we loaded in and couldn't find a game. It's like you couldn't open it up. Yeah. Like it would just black screen. It was like, that's it. <sighs> what a disappointment. They're not yeah. paying their bills. There's Posting still bills. some people in the forums like, is this going to get fixed or is this game just done forever? <laughs> Bro, I think it's over. Do yeah, they? Does that studio, have they gone. made anything else or? I don't think so. No, I think they made I, another game after after last year. Man, they just, I think Chad mentioned this, but they launched that game like right in the midst of uh, oversaturated market for that type of game. And it just didn't get the footing that it needed. Uh, and then no one played it. And so now it's dead, and it makes me sad because it's really, games. really solid. Chad, your eyeballs are huge. You're like, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was reading a text, and you said game that Chad talked about, and I was like, <laughs> oh, oh shoot, he's calling me out. <laughs> oh man. Their yeah, website uh, says developer behind the upcoming asymmetrical multiplayer game last year. Yeah, I don't think that bodes well. For oh. These oh no. Yikes. Oh no! Yeah, video games were listed as last year and last year the nightmare. Okay, so that's it. That's oh, yep. maybe we need okay. to have last year the nightmare. I don't. Man, we, that's really too bad. I think last year the nightmare is just a DLC for last year, isn't it? Or it's Almost like the. Certainly. It might not be a DLC. Yeah, it, it, it might be a uh, relaunch of the initial last year. Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds right. They like changed a bunch of things, and then some people were like, "We liked the way it was when you launched it," and then they released like a separate product that was the way it is before, mm. which is super weird. I don't know why. That's so strange. They should have just gone the evolve stage two route. 
Yeah, because it, it went so well with that their game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> the been smart. Everyone loves Evolve. <laughs> Everyone's gosh. fave. Oh my gosh. What, is, what? You still didn't tell me what game we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about, about last year. Last, last year. year. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last year, that game. Oh, rest in Don't peace. pull a me and completely just not remember what we're talking about during the podcast. That's my responsibility. I'm supposed to get distracted and not pay attention. Uh okay. Let's talk about a couple of games that aren't dead, mm. but are brand new releases that we've been brand playing. New. One of which is uh, Halo Infinite, which dropped on Monday. Is that right? Yeah. Um. I, I feel like Alex. Alex, you kind of called it too. You're like, I'm pretty sure it's gonna drop on Monday. Everybody, I, I was it's hearing really like a like. bunch of rumors like the day before that everybody was like, hey, uh, there's supposedly going to be like a surprise drop of Halo multiplayer tomorrow. And then like the thing that everybody was looking to was Pringles had put up some advertisement that they weren't supposed to. And it had like a countdown and the countdown ended tomorrow, like on Monday. And everybody's like, that's super weird. And then the okay. Microsoft store had like some date in the back end data. That was the 15th. I really want to change to the 8th, like right after this, it. This Pringles ad, was it like an ad for Halo or was it just like a generic Pringles ad that happened to have <laughs> no, a timer there, on it? There's a tie in of like, I think it, like there's a code in Pringles can so you get yeah. XP or some shit like that. Oh. Yeah, it's like oh. a Halo cross advertisement. Because you don't get XP from playing the game. That's for oh, sure. Hey, guess what? You do now. Oh, did they update it? <laughs> they they, they that? literally updated it this morning, and I've played it since, and it flies by the... What Chad's uh, referencing is that the... Um, uh, was it like the season pass? The experience that you got... It, it, in general, the season pass was just awful. It was terrible progression. Half of the challenges were bugged. It just did not work. Uh, and everyone bitched about it for about three days on Reddit, and then this morning they were just like, hey, we redid everything on it. So they fixed all the bugs on the challenges, you now get a larger sum of experience for um, going through each game. The daily challenge is just play games rather than, like, win games. Um... So every time you finish a game, you get experience. So you're constantly getting experience now, no matter how long you're playing, uh, which is very nice. Uh, and like you're also just like leveling up faster, which feels good. Because before it was like, I mean, I put like 10 hours in and I was barely level three. And that was just feels bad. And I was like, I, I spent the entire time like going after all of the challenges and things. I was trying to level up as fast as I could, and it just it just was a grind. And I was like, "This is fucking awful." And they were like, "Hey, we fixed it." So yeah, it's good like for you. If the challenges actually gave a significant amount of XP. It would have been okay to keep it challenge only, right? Which is it still just challenge only, or is there still the the one that you basically just play the game that'll get you a lot of XP too? Yeah, so now there's the like the daily challenge is just constantly stuck at I think now just like play a game and then you get experience. Sick. And then there is weekly challenges and so the weekly ones I think they upped or did something to so that way you're still hunting those while playing the game, but you're not punished for just playing the game. Right. There was a there was a meme that I saw on the internet floating around and it was like all right, time to play Halo Infinite. And then, like, the next panel is like 60 years later. I'm finally level three. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody was doing some math and they were pointing out the fact that it would literally be 
like so much more cost effective to just go to a minimum wage job work for an hour take that money buy the experience boost things for halo and then just do that then actually play the game because they're like there's no fucking way that you reach uh they they, they're trying to do the math and they're like there's like no way that you reach uh level 100 by the end of the season or whatever they're like you can't fucking do it (laughs) I'm pretty sure that would be the case for like any game, but in that case, you're not playing the game. Yeah, but I I don't know. I it just it was one of the things of just like I don't know why they didn't either play that, test that, or do the math on that, and to just see how bad it was. I don't know why they would want to encourage people to spend money on the game. That's so weird. <laughs> doesn't make sense. I mean, that doesn't make sense. But when you like, <laughs> I, 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 I understand what you're saying, Jake. But I'm <laughs> just saying is that like, you know, <laughs> got him. Uh, oh gosh. I, I, I just, I just feel like it's a thing of like, once they looked at it, even they admitted and they were like, yeah, we fixed this like instantly because this was bad. And I'm just like, so then why didn't you look at this sooner? Like you had to have designed this in a way that you realized at, like someone you must think have at some point realized. their game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> they knew. What developer play tests? Dude, first of all, this is a brand new developer. First game release <laughs> they've ever had, okay? This is the first game in the series. developer, Give them a okay? Freaking break. Yeah, I'm 100% until... certain they knew exactly how bad it was, and I'm if sure. nobody would complained about it, they were going to be totally fine just leaving it oh, and, and just... having people pay for stuff. How the hell can you for go sure. through playing games and getting no experience towards the battle pass? Yeah, like, also, that's the thing that boggles compl- my mind. They're not going to complain, though, because it's, it's, first of all, it's Halo. Yeah. Oh so no, they were like, "Oh, shoot, let me tell a you something." Came out? Oh, I know they did, but what I'm saying is like, uh, you know, by releasing it, they're just thinking, "All right, well, whatever. We'll deal with this later because people are going to want to play this game. We'll just put it yeah. out. Whatever. If we need to fix it afterwards, we'll fix it afterwards. But who cares? People want to play Halo. Yeah. What are they going to do? Not play Halo? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there are so many other games to play. Spirits in this game is awful. Yeah, you can play Splitgate. Yeah, you could. Sure. You could. You could. Also, it's Feels like... similar. At a certain point, it's like, how much does like cosmetics from a battle pass matter versus just like you play a game because it's fun to play? Man, that's rich uh, coming from you, Alex. Got so <laughs> I I agree with that, Alex. But also in today's market, I believe we are so saturated with battle passes and cosmetics. And we're so like we're actually led to hunger for them. If if Halo came out and yeah, it's it didn't not have a battle pass. People would be like, where's the battle pass? <laughs> like, what? where's but the trying, tra- where's, But trying where's to make the, the point of, like, I'm not going to play Halo because I'm not getting enough experience towards these cosmetics is, I think, a bad argument. Because, like, Halo should be fun enough that you want to play it because it's fun. Sure. You would think that. Which I would, yeah, sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll do a big team battle and just be like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm good now. I've, I played a big team battle and I ran around and it was fine. And probably then boot up older halos that actually have you know uh your vehicles that spawn and weapon spawns and things like that that aren't fucked so is it worse than older halos i think the game when the game is functioning well and like i i think that there's a reason they've made the changes i don't like a lot of the changes but there are some things that i feel like are phenomenal the equipment in this is like way better than the equipment that they've had in various halos i think the gun plays a lot better i feel like the objectives and things are a lot more fun but Uh, like mm, see okay here's here's i'm gonna say no because 
And Chad made this point the other day. They basically took a good game, Domination. They were like, how about we just screw everyone who wants to play this game and make it so that you have to control a majority of points to score? Yeah, which that, is that I, mean, I agree is stupid. It's an interesting thing to try out. No one really tried before. It's freaking it's, awful in this game. Okay, They'll look. probably change it. I like it. People well, have I hate it. I, I, the only thing that I, I like the idea, because, I mean, in, in general, what you're doing is you're taking away the clock ticking up. And all that actually matters then is the score differential, which you were doing anyway when you were playing domination games. The thing that I hate now is that it locks you out from being able to win on a ticking clock. And so, like, even if you get to 190 points and now you only control point A, and so you don't have two points, so you can't gain any more points, you're just stuck there at a, a 190 out of 200. And that, I think, is dumb. I think that they should have either kills or something else that counts points in so that way, even if you're stuck there at like the 190, you, there's something that's helping you out. Uh, because I, I mean, I was with Chad for a lot of those games, and we were running into issues where like we would just run in a circle, and the other team would run in the opposite, you know, in that same circle. And so they would capture two points, and then we'd capture the third, and then they'd go after the one that we just captured, and then we'd grab one, and we just kept running the map in the circle. And like just for several minutes, and you just never got any points. You're just still stuck I mean, at 190 because you never got two points. To me, to me, you're just. I just feel like that's a bad strategy on your part. Then you should have like noticed what was happening and changed up what you're doing. Like the the way Jeez, it's set up it now. Out. <laughs> holy crap! I think yeah. the way that the mode works now allows for clutch. Yeah, I was which about to say which that. is super cool. Yeah. It and and that is comebacks. the thing I do appreciate. I just wish that, like, if you I mean, if you got a point, you get a single point. So then you go to one ninety one. The being, game being, that we lost, that we were at like one ninety something. You know how amazing that other team must have felt when they clutched it out <laughs> and managed to keep us off of two points long enough to come back and win. Just yeah. like get good. I, I mean, <laughs> I agree with you, but at the same time, I I feel equally as good when we're playing the original domination mode and we're down by a hundred points and. We need all three points to come back because that takes even more skill to control all three points. And then you come back and win with all three points. That, I think yeah, that yeah. takes more skill May than the holding two points. Yeah, I maybe think the issue is you'd have to have a lot of skill, yeah. but your your, the team you're facing would also have to be bad at that point. Like if you're yeah. facing any team that is on an equal footing with you, that is basically impossible. Yeah, I, I think maybe with the way that the Halo maps are laid out, like th there's not a lot of perimeter locations around the points. They're kind of on the perimeter of the map. So if you've taken over two, people are spawning at the third point almost like right next to it. So Speak. to be able to control three might be pretty difficult on. A, I mean, in comparison to something where you can play normal domination, where you could potentially control all three points. Speaking of maps, I, I'm curious of your opinions of, of everyone else that played. How uh, how do you feel about the big team battle maps? Love it. You, yeah? Love it. Absolutely Big love team it. battle maps are good. Uh, like, I love playing big team battle. I just feel like... I, I, my, my, my complaint is that they just... A lot of them feel the same. Like, I, 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 there's, like, the one that has, like, the two Forerunner bases that reminds me a lot of um, uh, Valhalla. And I'm like, okay, cool. Sure. Like this, this one's very distinct. And then there's like a bunch of them that are just generic, either nighttime or daytime 
there's like a base or something and there's some rock formations there's some trees and i was like this is this is what you guys have like i don't know i i'm expecting something to like visually pull me in and make these maps distinct from each other but they just kind of all bleed into this kind of like foresty forerunner area and i'm just like okay cool really i don't remember super unique to me I also don't remember like old Halo games having multiplayer maps that were like so visually distinct from one another. And like, see, you, I would play argue a lot of those... that they do. Like Blood Man. Gulch is so vastly different from Sidewinder is so vastly different from uh, uh, Valhalla is so da- vastly different from Hang'em High, like or Tombstone, depending on which version of the game you're playing. Like I don't know. I, don't know. Just, I didn't play a lot of Halo, but I just remember like Gray Walls. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, the forty-four know. maps I feel like are very distinct, and they did a very good job designing those. I, I, I feel like those are extremely well balanced, and I was like, oh, I love these. This is like those maps. I was like, this is Halo. I was in, but some of the big team battle ones, I was just like, kind of meh on. It also feels like a little bit like they really focused on the four v four stuff more than the big team battle. Maybe that's just me, yeah. but um it just seems like there's more content there like that's where they want people playing and maybe smaller play test area is better for them before they start i'm sure they're going to release a freaking crap ton more maps oh i'm sure they're going to re-release all the old maps i'm sure there's like you know they've been working on this game for years there's no there's no way they're not going to so this is a this is a live game now remember so (laughs) we're going to be expecting expecting bunches of future content updates are we going to be uh vaulting things as well (laughs) Are we gonna have a, a vault uh vote list? <laughs> Gosh. Awful. I, I, think move on, I would like to do a Chad's hot take, so whenever you guys are finished. Go f- uh, I, well, I, I was just gonna say the one other thing that I, I, I questioned was uh just I both understand why, but I hate that the the like special vehicles in the big team battle maps don't spawn constantly. That bothers me a lot because, like, when you have things and it's just like, oh, I want to jump into Scorpion. Sometimes you don't even get to the Scorpion phase of the map, and you're just like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. I, I mean, I'm I'm playing this game mode to play, you know, to jump in a Scorpion or to to fly around in a Banshee, and if it doesn't like drop because you didn't progress far enough in the map, you're just like, no, nah, all right, Man, whatever. That, Feels so that's powerful actually powerful that I don't want them to spawn constantly oh yeah me too that's what i think well, that's, and I, the, that's the I, thing i understand i was like i do like however when i'm just running around that i'm not getting destroyed by someone in a fucking scorpion all the goddamn time well it's one it or makes the other controlling them it makes controlling them that much more important right they're yeah. like they're like big objectives on the field suddenly it, it, even it's, though it's just it's, a slayer it's, it's fascinating to see a, so many times that people are grabbing the tanks or the air uh power and things like that and then rushing it back to their base so that way they can like hold it and just be like we're just gonna defense this i'm not gonna bother trying to attack with this because i don't want to die i to me i think the the dropping of vehicles in the middle of the map makes it feel way more objective based mm-hmm. rather than just being like blue flag red flag it's there's a lot more mini battles happening on the map, which really spreads things out. So you're not just everybody right on top of one another defending a flag or a group of four people on a vehicle driving all the way to the other side of the map to pick up. There's a lot more dynamic things happening around the map, which I feel like stretches it out, spreads it out a little bit. I think it's really good for a big team battle. It, it does. Uh, I feel like it does very much smooth out how I never feel like there's 
uh, a defense and an offense. I feel like there's just like like you said, you know, there's all of these battles happening in between. So like I you spawn on your side and then maybe you shoot somebody that's like trying to grab your flag, but then the second that that person's dead, you've got someone else that you can start shooting that's a little bit further away and you just kind of slowly do this kind of grind across the map that there's always somebody mm-hmm. somewhere. There's always some power weapon that's spawning or something that's spawning that you're like slowly fighting your way through anything and it's not just like Oh, I spawned here. Well, I gotta walk for thirty seconds to get to wherever the fight is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm really enjoying big team battle. Chad, let's yeah. get your hot take. What's going okay. on? So, uh, my opinion on this, and and this is like the first week it's been out. I think we're having another one of those hype pops with this game. Now, I believe Halo has always been popular, but I think. Halo Infinite right now is just kind of nostalgia. Like everybody's coming back because of the nostalgia of what Halo is and, and the memories they had from the past. So I, I believe that there's like a huge hype with it right now. A lot of people are playing it, but I feel like months time, two months pass, unless there's something major that happens, like a huge Halo competitive scene or uh like some modes that are just really unique that really bring people into this game. Uh, I, I think it's just going to be from what I said earlier in a discord of uh, the split gate saga where Splitgate mm. popped really fast because it was it, like gaming was super stale. Warzone had a ton of cheaters. People were moving away from that. Battlefield wasn't out yet. Um, there was just like, people were just like seething to have something to sink their teeth into. And Splitgate came out. People like really played the crap out of it. Uh, and then if you look at the numbers now, it's kind of like, eh, uh, right. but Halo is, is like that right now for me. I think it's a nostalgia pop and I don't think it'll be one of those games that, that lasts, especially with how, if you look at all the games out there right now that are super popular, Call of Duty, Apex, uh, Fortnite, they're all like twitchy shooters. And this is mm-hmm. like the, the arena shooter that comes out once again, it's an arena shooter. So it's, it's same thing over and over again. Um, you're, you know, you're capturing the flag, you're holding the points. There's not much diversity. While love it or hate it, Battle Royales have a story that unfolds all throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think the reason Battle Royales have taken over and the reason Battle Royales last so much longer than most arena shooters right now is because, one, it's a story that you can watch on stream that has a beginning, middle, and end, and it's always different. Uh, and two, um, it, it's just streamers make games popular right now. And, and if people play Halo and they play the, the Halo Infinite and, and that's what they do and that's the, the viewer count, it'll stay popular. If, if the big streamers stick with it, it'll stay popular. But I, with these big streamers, I honestly don't see that happening. We make a big uh, point too. Like the, the scene has changed for multiplayer gaming significantly i mean PUBG came out in 2017 the last halo that came out was 2015 it's been six years since anything was released and coming back out as arena shooter when we have like a plethora of different options for us to play uh it it may be difficult for it to catch you know for find footing they they may fall flat a little bit at least at first i don't know it maybe the campaign will you know like really pull people back into the game and maybe with releases with the next season who knows? Yeah, I think I think Chad has a point, especially with like the uh, you know unless like the esports side of it pops because like they're already 
see like just from this beta already seem like they're really trying to like tell the community that like hey we got esports the esports here because a lot of the customization is behind uh team like colors and things like that and team armors and so they're just like yeah you know buy the cloud nine armor buy the phase armor or whatever Uh, oh we've got you know like uh, a free you know what like a halo championship league uh, color for anybody who's currently playing the beta and so i was just like okay so you're really trying to let everybody know like hey there's an esports thing here just off of the go which i think is impressive but i also think the reason they're doing it is exactly what chat said yeah maintain maintain viewership maintain following makes sense um we should also talk about unless somebody else has something to say about halo let me let me pause in case somebody's got something Okay. Uh, We should also talk about the other game that just came out that is also important because it is a huge title. Uh, Battlefield 2042 launched on... I actually don't even know the day. When did it launch? (laughs) It launched last Friday. 2042, right? Technically it launches tomorrow, right? Technically it's tomorrow. All right, so for all gold... gold, I don't even know what level that purchase was. Golden up purchases. You got to play starting last Friday. The game officially releases tomorrow, so sure. Uh, like, we're right in the midst of the release. But um, I personally, I think so far, feeling like they're having a rocky start. I don't know about everybody else that's played, but it's not what I, I expected. I have seen it be compared, and I think this is a little drastic. It's been <laughs> com- and dramatic. It's, com- it's been compared to Cyberpunk. Ooh, oh, that? Wow. Yikes. I don't... Mm. I mean, uh, it still it still feels like Battlefield. Is the, Jumping is it in a game because it's buggy or yeah, what? That, yes. it is buggy. Bu- very bugs, buggy. Yes. It is buggy. Gotcha. It's like very unoptimized. Oh man! Uh, unless you have like a really good computer, you're not running it, it at, at good frame rates. It basically wow. feels like it shouldn't be released yet. It, hmm. it really does. Um, I mean, I'm I have a I see the comparison. I have a 3080, but I also have a five year old CPU, and I'm getting like 31 frames, 32 frames, running on medium graphics. Uh, it's struggling. Very, it's very much bound, struggling. Yeah. Um, also, there's some like really serious bugs that need adjusted. Like being able to res people would be a you know, it's not like it's a core component of Battlefield or anything. <laughs> but when people yeah. go down and their bodies are on the ground and there's literally no prompt for you to be able to res them, it's a problem. You're losing a ticket. It's an issue. And you play it's as like, a squad. It's the whole point. You're supposed to stay together. It's like every fifth person I try to res, there's just no prompt for some reason. This doesn't <sighs> work. Yeah. And half the time, that's like you or Jake or somebody that's playing on my squad, and it's like, well, you just die and spawn on me. I guess I can't res you. Spawn back. I thought on you me. just walked up and slammed him with the paddle. It's not that it was just an item. I've been seeing. Um, it's not an item anymore. Everybody can do it by default. Oh, you just like go up and hold the use key on them. Is it faster yep. for the medic to do it? No, medic has certain perks. Like there's there's two different medic guys. One of them will heal the person to full from down. By default, you only get a portion of your health back. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The other one gives uh, some armor to the person, I think, mm-hmm. which I'm not really sure how that works. And then one of the medics has a syringe gun that you can heal at range, kind of like Anna a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one has med packs that you throw on the ground that you can heal next to. Um, also, pr- should probably mention other things that are semi-buggy. Uh, vehicle collision feels like it does nothing. Um, you, you can, can just, just fly or drive into anything, no problem. 
the, the hovercraft the things can just ride up walls of buildings. I don't know how they missed that in testing. Well, also, just freaking if you straight up skyscraper. Maybe they want. Yeah, just straight up a two hundred foot skyscraper. You do it just right. You go up the skyscraper and then you fly off the skyscraper and the hovercraft is actually the best flying vehicle in the game. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Oh my gosh. I will say for all that though, it still feels really like it feels like Battlefield. Like it you does, go to yeah. a point, you're still playing that point. The, there's a giant war happening around you, which I like. Um, snipers right now feel very, very strong. I feel like oh, most like of the Battle squads field. I play against just dominate me with snipers. Sniper um, usually is one of those where it's just like, well, got shot from nowhere, but yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. 1400 meters out. The dude's on like the edge of the map, just laying in, you know, like on a piece of grass, just, just chilling. Yeah. As much as it's like a little bit undercooked, I'm still having fun with it. Oh, for sure. Um, like conquest still feels good. The maps are, are pretty, the maps are a lot bigger this time. And so they've given you a new sprint to kind of compensate. Plus the the wingsuit chick feels oh, the wingsuit like chick is incredibly good on these huge maps because they doubled the amount of players in this game from previous Battlefield games. Mm. So they made the maps a lot better for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I have to do a lot of work to unlock some weapons and see what some future upgrades feel like. But the I think the switching out attachments on the fly thing is like super cool. And I've used it a bunch, like like going from an open field and having an ACOG on your a rifle to you're about to run into a building, so you switch it to a red dot is like is is really awesome. Even with um, sniper, because you can do it with sniper too. You can have your eight times on, and then you can like run into a building, and you can switch it to iron sights. Yeah, it's pretty sick. That kind of stuff. I've had some some battlefield moments, quote unquote, already. So that's that always feels nice. Getting some like ridiculous cinematic moment where that things just happen perfectly. That there's, wow. you know, cars exploding. Some some thing ramped over a hill uh, straight across me, and I turn around and shoot it with a rocket, and they die. And or like there is a, there is some camping snipers on top of this platform that we couldn't get to, and I threw a grenade directly straight up in the air, and it perfectly came down and landed on them and killed them. <laughs> Very cool. I think the the biggest oh my gosh I have chills moment was I jumped off of a building, used a wingsuit, and an enemy jet flew directly over me, and then <laughs> I like landed and killed three people. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good. The, there's Go like ahead. cool elements that change maps, like the the rocket launching or like the tornadoes that come through. I, I wingsuited through a tornado and it actually like pull like grabs you and pulls you in a in a circuit circle and like pulls you up higher and then like throws you out. So you can get like super far across the map, I, like slingshotted off of a tornado to the opposite corner of the map one time. That's cool. That's really cool. How fun are the, game. Uh, servers holding up. Just curious. Seems fine. Seem fine. Yeah, I, I've just been surprised at how well the Halo servers are holding up. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's gonna be so many people playing it. There were some issues with crossplay right out the get go. Like uh, we were having issues joining games or getting kicked out of games. But I don't. I have. I don't know if I've reactivated it. Have you guys turned that back on and played with it? No. No. Okay. Yeah, I think that so, was actually yeah. The, like day one, we tried to play. We had a couple minor issues where it took us trying to load in a couple times. But that's about it. Which is pretty impressive for servers handling that many people in a single game. I mean, that's right. It's, it's yeah. good on launch day. So, but yeah. I mean, Halo also really. The Halo release, I tried to start downloading it right when they announced it, and Steam was giving me like like eight kilobytes a second 
download. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to restart Steam several times to try to get it to, like, hit a reasonable speed. Huh. Which is weird, because I was downloading it at the same time, and I had... Oh, yeah. yeah, he's... Uh, Owen said that he was downloading fine. I switched my download server to the East Coast. And then you were fine. <laughs> and it was, it was, like, working way better there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we don't like Halo over here. That's right. That's right. So, two thoughts I have on Battlefield is, one... I really want to like the um, what, hazard zone mode. Hazard zone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really, I think ultimately this is like uh, going into PUBG for the first time and uh, like trying to like PUBG like as soon as you jump into the game. You're not, you're right. not gonna have a good time. You're not going to like it. Uh, you're probably gonna die. You're probably not gonna know what's going on. That's kind of what's happening in in this hazard zone. Like we're just dying so quickly, and then like. The NPCs that you have to kill take so many bullets. You never know when they're actually an NPC or a real person. Uh, there's been like one time where we got to the very end where we're about to extract. But guess what? Surprise! There could just be a team sitting in the helicopter trying to extract and they could kill you as you go into it. It's not just like you get there and you're done. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> don't so like that at all. It's almost like a, you have to do very last second extract. Uh, and now that we know that it can do that, I think we can like check yeah. sit in there, at least, oh. like check a little oh, bit yeah. and see if people are in there. Check it, throw a grenade in, throw, yeah. shoot a rocket in, like so- something. But um, we had no idea. We just ran straight in, just got obliterated. Yeah, we were trying to W key for our twenty four hour stream and just get out of that game. And guess what? We got out of the game. <laughs> yeah, we W keyed real well. Somehow that game made us have uh, an extraction. So I don't. I understand because we logged back in the ne- the next time we played and we had an extraction streak no one one tick. Yeah, that was weird. That's probably uh, another bug, you know. Um, to add to the list. The the second thing that I wanted to touch on is, and I don't know why games are going this route nowadays. Battlefield has bloom in it now. There's actually like mm-hmm. on your DMR when you're shooting from f- far range, like I've seen, like I've watched Shroud, I've watched a couple clips, like the the bullets actually start spraying away from the gun just randomly. And it's like you can see that they're aiming directly at the person, and they're not shooting all that quick. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's Bloom in Battlefield, which I think is the weirdest because like if you look at Fortnite, Fortnite has Bloom. It kind of makes sense because it's more on like the casual level. There's building involved to where you know you can close the gaps, and Bloom won't really matter. Uh, use your shotgun and an SMG, like you're fine. Battlefield's one of those like it, it rides the line of like Milsim and Arcady. It's not your Arma. It's not super mil semi, but it's not your Call of Duty. It's not super arcadey. So why is there Bloom in a game like that? When you say Bloom, I guess you're not talking. It sounds like you're not talking about like the lighting effect. No, Bloom <laughs> is um, when you sh- when you're shooting a gun, mm-hmm. uh, it the bullets start to create their own randomized pattern. And it's not a recoil pattern. It's just the bullets will start to spread further and further away from the center. Uh, mm. So. And Interesting. In okay. Fortnite, like the, like there's the gun like loses the... accuracy as you fire it. Essentially, I mean, is yeah. it accurate it's for a from gun, spread, or is that just are those the same thing? Spread versus I think those bloom. Are the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is just, I've never heard it referred to as bloom before. Uh, bullet so spreads a little guard. different. Um, okay. Because you can actually kind of like if you had a bullet spread on a gun, mm-hmm. I feel like you can kind of uh, predict where the spread is going to go. Uh, recoil is one of the like for instance if you look at PUBG there's a recoil if you look at Call of Duty there's a recoil it's like the, if you look at Valorant CSGO and Rust there's a recoil that you can learn 
where mm-hmm. the bullets have like you go up two bullets over to the left one bullet over to the right one bullet you know up two more bullets creates a seven like uh, stuff like sure. that uh okay. in like Fortnite and now in battlefield it's literally you just keep when you're shooting the bullets just start to kind of cone away from the center um the way you combat it in Fortnite is you just shoot like a bullet at a time because there's mm. the first shot accuracy that you have Gotcha. Um, and it's like the bloom in Fortnite is severe because if you don't do this first shot accuracy where it's like you stand still for a second and then shoot your bullet's just gonna fly off into narnia um and then that's that's like similar right now in in a battlefield you pretty much have that bloom happening uh the first shot hits but then the rest of them start going wild interesting very convenient for a sniper very inconvenient for everybody mm-hmm. who's playing against them right I guess the internet tells me that spread is an area where it's possible for bullets to land and it's visually indicated by the crosshair. So like, you know, bullets can land in any of this part of the thing. Bloom is like, it changes over time. Gotcha. And like your first shots are more accurate and then they get less accurate as you fire. It makes sense mechanically when you talk about a gun, because as you fire, the barrel heats up physics of the gun like the bullet leading sure. the gun do change but Chad's mm-hmm. got a point it's kind of weird in, in Battlefield because you want it to be in a milsim because it feels accurate but you don't really want it to be in like an arcade shooter you want your bullet to always travel the way you expect it to travel within the parameters of how they built the gun so I don't know um, weird choice I almost forgot but I also wanted to mention the third like quote unquote mode I guess because there's all that war which is like the regular conquest stuff like that um, there's Hazard Zone, which Chad has just been talking about, and then the third thing is Portal, which I played a little bit of the other day. Portal is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like their way of like nostalgia baiting Battlefield fans. Line? Yeah, dude. <laughs> is this Splitgate Battlefield? <laughs> portal is like a portal to the past, I guess is what they're trying to uh, What a bad reference. name. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> horrible name okay you can so like you can go in and customize like completely customize how the game plays and they have a bunch of stuff from old battlefield games that you can pull in so like by default there's a couple of preset modes you can select like you can play um battlefield bad company 2's rush and it'll be like the battlefield bad company 2 maps those weapons from that game the classes that were in that game it'll all function like that um and then you can play like battlefield 1942 or battlefield 3 in there and there's like maps from those games and weapons from those games and stuff i think it's pretty awesome but then on top of that there's like custom community servers that are like you can combine any and all stuff from all that thing that those things plus all the stuff from the new game so there was like i was looking there was like a community server that was like uh it's new stuff so it's battlefield 2042 stuff like maps and weapons but they tweaked it to where classes are like in the old games and there's 3d spotting which is something from old battlefield games um or you know people were making their own versions of hardcore modes that used to exist in in the old games uh i also saw people were abusing it a lot with like um they'd label lobbies like xp farm lobbies and then you'd join and you'd have nothing but a knife and then whoever had created the lobby is running around murdering everybody with like the best weapons <laughs> and farming free XP. That's really good. That's really good. So, I mean, they do like you can, you can, like they're lying about it. And you can set it up so, like, <laughs> there's there's one that's like a quality versus quantity sort of thing where it's like have, you know, spec out a squad of four with like the best equipment possible and then spec out 
40 people with uh, 1942 yeah. weapons, you which is really a cool game concept. Modes. That sounds fun. Yeah, I saw, I already saw some people like simulating that. like zombie modes by by putting bots in that have like just knives or whatever. It's like a ton of bots versus a few humans. Pretty Seems cool. neat. Seems neat. Uh, let's move on because we uh, we we're already like an hour and a half into this. We still have things to talk about, guys. <laughs> um, news. Let's talk about a few things in news world before we get to films, which we yeah. have a lot to talk about there. It's let's important. Most importantly, uh, I, I guess most importantly, yeah, I wouldn't G4, say this is this important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, relaunching G4. for some reason on November sixteenth of this yeah. year. Yeah, no, they back, they back. Uh, I I was watching some of their stuff. Uh, or relaunched. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I watched some of their stuff. It's weird because it seems like the niche that was G four and talking about gaming and all of that got filled a lot by YouTubers. Uh-huh. And, and so podcasters. Now, hey. And podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I was watching, because they're like, oh, yeah, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, or all these other places, and I was watching some of it, I was like, this is just the shit that I already watch. There's nothing better about that. There's nothing, you know, like, just because they're on cable, if they've got, you know, like, more money and more production or something like that, it just feels exactly the same as everything else. So I was like, well, I'm glad that you're here because I did like your content, but also um, welcome to the noise of everything else on YouTube. And so that was kind of meh. Are they on, like, actual TV? Yeah, they're on actual cable, but I think the, the stuff that's on actual cable is just the stuff that they're streaming on Twitch and putting up on YouTube, so... I don't know why you'd pay for it. It's a weird decision to relaunch this, but I mean, I, I mean, like they had a lot of, they had a lot of names. Like they did have a lot of names of people that were in the shows and things like that, that are, I, I, you know, I, I would feel like are respected. I mean, shit, it's birthplace of Olivia Munn, but like, yeah, right. I, 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 it just seems like a very odd thing of just being like I, you're back but you're not doing anything different than what everyone else is doing you know you're reviewing games you're doing in-depth kind of walkthroughs you're talking about whatever the news is of the week like we do it's just kind of like a market that already exists that everyone else has been doing because of the like you know the vortex that they created when they weren't there right. and so now back doing it again it's just like all right uh, thanks for coming back but we've, we've moved on we've got everyone else here yeah. it seems weird like they have some interesting things they're looking at doing too like they have an esports comedy they're gonna do they have uh a D limited series where they're gonna bring on like celebrity guests to play yeah they're, they're also they're also gonna start hosting ninja warrior for some reason that's I'm the network it's sure. gonna be on now I don't, why not they're like i feel like they were just I like, like all right, what can we possibly fill slots with to make sure that we have all wasn't this like the, the death spiral of g4 wasn't weren't they just playing ninja warrior 24 7 back in the day <laughs> i mean probably yeah i, I think that's know. what happened before weird i don't know maybe it'll, I don't, maybe it'll be something cool but i think owen's right i think that spot's kind of already filled so it's going to be weird to for them to try and make it it's like trying to start a video game magazine right now <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know why you do it uh yeah. speaking of things of i don't like know why to start you a do podcast it. yeah no yeah. kidding hey we did this six years ago guys it's yeah okay. we were on time yeah <laughs> uh, struck while the iron was hot now we're big I was gonna yeah. say <laughs> uh speaking of uh i don't know why you do it uh ed sheeran our boy eddie uh is going to do a concert in pokemon go but why oh uh, <laughs> 
I, I mean, I, I guess he was on Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's in yeah. Red Notice. You know, that's his. Which, you know, he's he just dropped an album. Which um, in the, in Red Notice didn't wasn't his quote. Hey, I'm in Game of Thrones. Yes, I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I didn't actually watch Red Notice. Um, but yeah, it, it just was kind of like I saw that as a as a news pop up, and I was just kind of like why is ed sheeran coming to pokemon go and like it seems like i understand that pokemon has been trying to get hip with all of uh the the music in creators because they did like that song with uh katy perry and they did the concert Uh. last year with post malone um it just seems weird of just being like so they also haven't really said much about it other than just like Ed Sheeran's going to perform two songs in Pokemon Go. And it seems like it's going to happen over a week. So is it just going to be like a thing that at any point in time I can press a button and Ed Sheeran's little avatar is going to pop up on my screen and like <laughs> serenade me while I'm walking around town catching Pokemon? Um, it just seems kind of odd, but I'm almost kind of intrigued of how the the thing that I hope. The thing that I hope it would be very cool is if they bring the VR aspect into it and I can just like point my phone somewhere and Ed Sheeran can be like hanging out in my living room performing the songs. That's for sure what it's going to be, right? That's that's totally what it's going to be. But if he's just like hanging out in the overworld or just like you just hear his music in the background or whatever and you just like see his avatar pop up, I'd be very disappointed. They saw Fortnite concerts and they're like, we can do that. I was just about to say this is the Fortnite of the mobile apps. But then I was like, wait a second, Fortnite is on mobile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, because they had what Ariana Grande and that one guy that's currently in a lawsuit. Um... Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Marshmallow, Travis Scott, Ariana Grande. Travis Scott, right? Yeah, Travis Scott is the one that is currently in a lawsuit for $750 million after his fiasco at Astroworld. Yeah, because of Astroworld. How many people died there? Like eight? Oh, yeah. yeah. Eight people died. A bunch of people went to the hospital. All you needed to do was stop a concert. Nah, man, I gotta make the ground shake and fuck the cops and flick off the goddamn ambulance while I'm gonna just uh-huh. let people uh-huh. die. This is, this is why dude. I like sit-down concerts. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna wow. get trampled. Yeah, everybody has their own space. I once told a bartender I like quiet bars. <laughs> I, I also he judged like me hard. Bars. He was like, go home. Go home. That's where your quiet bar is. I like quiet bars, too. I like quiet bars. Uh, we should probably talk about uh, an update. Uh, well, two two updates really. One that goes to a 1.0 of a game, and one that's an actual update to a newly yeah. released game. So, Gunfire Reborn is is released. It's out. You can get oh. it now. Yeah, How long has that been in early access? I don't know. A little bit. Probably like a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not not as long as I thought. Um, I was thinking multiple years. I do believe it's still on sale, but the price is going to go up. So, if you want to grab, it, I think it's fifteen bucks right now. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go grab it for fifteen bucks, it's a really, really cool uh looter shooter roguelike. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh it looks like year and a half is how long it's been Okay. Yep. In early access. Yeah. It's a cool game. Uh yeah, it looks like their special promotion ends uh December first, so you gotta got a couple weeks. There's yep. two new characters I haven't even played in that, so I have to play some of that sometime. Mm-hmm. Yep. We gotta we gotta jam out on that. Uh New World, I'll I'll give you a, a quick overview of the update that happened. Um you can now run 10% faster on roads. Trading posts are no longer isolated to each town. They are just linked now because, oh. go figure, it was a terrible uh, system. Uh, people chose a hub, kind of like Ogremar and uh, Stormwind, uh, and WoW, and then they just all bought and sold there. And then 
uh, because they all bought and sold there, those companies who owned those towns profited, while companies on the, uh, companies on the outskirts did not profit at all. I guess that makes mm. sense. Yep. Um, I was wondering if they, that was going to happen. Yeah, so what are, what are some other things? There's a Void Gauntlet now, which you can... There's one of the skills on there, which I think is really cool. Where they already you, added a new weapon? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, That's quick. It's really cool because uh, Stray Kid there is our healer, and was complaining constantly about how there was not a second support weapon. Uh, basically, when you yes. go life staff, you need to use like a hammer, an axe. You basically need to branch over into like other weapons that have no support value at all. Um, and this one is actually another support item, so it's a it's a double heal. So, and Alex, you actually heal, so you know this. Uh, so it's life staff and void gauntlet. Both of them heal. Um, Are they they both focus based. So you can go focus or intelligence on the void gauntlet. You can either go attack yes. or healing. Uh, one of the cool, the, the one that I think is really cool is where you hit a button and it turns into the chaos blade from uh, Halo, or the the energy blade from Halo. Energy sword. Yeah. yeah. That's um, cool. So it, it's like it turns into a melee weapon for uh, however long that lasts. Um, it's not very long, but it's it's still kind of cool that it just like boom out of your hand and then you just start milling. Uh, they did a bunch of general like tweaks to the weapons. Of course, I'm not going to go over all that. Um, they made PvP missions differ. So instead of you literally picking up one to kill something, picking up one to gather something and deliver it, and then picking up one uh, to that's not, like another fetch quest, and they're all in the same area. Um, now you have to like kill the enemies, go take over a fort and protect it. Uh, just stuff like that to where it, it, it kind of branches out and makes PvP content a little bit more. Uh, PvP Sounds is like it also, makes PvP content actually PvP. Yeah. <laughs> PvP uh, go, striking yourself into PvP will give you, um, what is it? I think it's 10% luck. Uh, yeah, 20% skill. 10% luck <laughs> and 30%. Bless you. <laughs> wow. That was a good one. So it adds, it adds ten percent bonus luck, and it also adds thirty percent gathering luck. Uh, so if you're like going out to farm a node or hit a tree to get materials, you now have a thirty percent chance to gather higher tier items. Uh, oh. And that's only when you uh, flag up for PvP. So it's actually an incentive, cool. yeah, to to go PvP. The first portion, the ten percent uh, luck bonus, that's really good for watermarking, which. Really quickly, watermarking is basically you start off at 500 once you hit level 60, your score, 500. Uh, you pick up an, uh, boots that are like 505. Now you can get something that's 510. You pick up boots, get 510, and then you move on to being able to get a 515 boot, et cetera, et cetera. That happens at every single one of your slots and weapons. Mm. And so you're basically just grinding for the rest of the late game, trying to get to 600 gear score. Um, Having a 10% luck bonus will allow for that grind to be a little less grindy uh, because then you can mix in with your luck gear because you find gear that has luck chance on it as well. And then, yeah, you you can basically go off and get your watermark faster. Hmm. Um, Probably a smart decision. Other than that, I don't think there's... I mean, there's general bug fixes and outpost rushes there and all sorts of stuff like that. But I think the two... The two major things that I kind of laugh at, but then also uh, like that it's in there is the trading post being everywhere. So if you own, like if you're a faction that owns an outskirt town, you go buy and sell there and to help out your faction. 
and then the ten percent faster on roads. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, do you, like, does this game feel like incredibly stable at this point? I feel like everything you talk about it at this point is like uh, we don't really have a lot of issues. I, m- I remember there being like multiple things in the no, beginning that were problems. Actually, I just looked at a meme on the Reddit post that said, uh, "It said ha- days that have have gone past since duping, and then it had zero. <laughs> so it's like, oh gosh, okay. For some reason, there's this constant. Du- there's a bunch of stuff happening in that game. It, there, I don't." really want to play the game right now because the end content is all just watermarking like they haven't right. really added new dungeons they haven't added new zones uh it's just kind of get gear and get good that's about it um so i think i think they're on the right track uh i do believe that uh asbin was right when he said this game was not ready for release um but yeah i mean uh, for the most part like it's stable-ish. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it will. It will eventually get there. It's cool. Um, let's uh, wrap things up and talk a little bit about uh, some film-related things. There's multiple things in here to talk about, but I figure first and foremost, we can talk about some movie-related items that we have not touched base on yet. Yeah. Um, oh, and I'm pretty sure you're going to be the only one here who has watched Eternals. Uh, hey, it's... A Marvel movie, unfortunately, that gets in the way of it being an actually good movie. Mm. Like they get so bad. close of it being a good movie, and if you're like, "Wow, this is actually really interesting." You're you've done such an interesting job, like building your villain, building your character, building the conflict, about, uh, you know, that's happening. But unfortunately, because it's Marvel, we got to pause all of that. You got to see this dude shoot laser beans out of his eyes for the next five minutes. Oh, you mean Superman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, right, and, yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, well, there's these other Eternals and they also have powers. And, they're, and you know, some of them are, we haven't seen on screen seem kind of interesting. But fuck that. We got to see Superman fight again. Right. Um, and so that just kind of. That 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 was not exactly a great thing because it did feel like there is a lot of good there and it was very interesting and I was very happy with like, wow, the representation of a lot of the characters, like there's a deaf person and so seeing like uh, a superhero that is disabled and kicking ass, I was like, this is really fucking cool. Like someone's going to look up to this and like this is really kind of like this is an awesome thing. Uh, it just kind of sucks that it seems like marvel itself got in its own way and it was just like no we've got to we've got to make sure that there's a fight scene every 20 minutes we have to make sure that you know kit harrington is here did we tell you that kit harrington is here because kit harrington is here you gotta know wait kit's in the movie yeah yeah he's 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 the dark knight or whatever and we gotta remind you that he's here we're not gonna tell you what his character is yet or, you know, give him powers or anything. But we gotta tell you he's here for later. Just just it's, so you know, he's here. MCU stuff, dude. It's weird that <laughs> this wasn't up. as, um... Like, it didn't deliver as well. Especially on the heels of Shang-Chi. Because I thought that movie was oh, stellar. I, I went back and watched Shang-Chi to rinse out the taste of Eternals. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shang-Chi is I, super good. I have a question. Yeah. I have not seen Eternals. Yeah, but somehow stumbled across the end credit scene. Yeah, <laughs> how much was that a spoiler? Um, not at all. Okay. Yeah, like the the end credit scene thing happens, and you're just kind of like, "This is neat." 
Like, it really doesn't explain a lot of anything that happens in the story, which is, I think, honestly perfect. Like, if you're gonna set up a character for the next, uh, you know, installment of Eternals or for a spin-off movie or whatever that's gonna connect this to whatever, you know, the end credits or the last couple of minutes of a movie is perfect. And I think they did that great with Eternal, uh, not Eternal, with uh, uh, Shang-Chi. Because Shang-Chi... Mm the only time it ever connects out to the MCU is like with Wong and when they're inside of the fight ring and nothing in the fight ring is plot related. Right. Like, you know, like there, it's just kind of like in the background, you're like, Hey, is that a, a widow versus someone who's extremist? Wait, is that, is that a, a abomination? And so we're like, okay, cool. Like, you don't really need to know much. It's just there. And then at the end, Wong, uh, uh, yeah, Wong shows up and he's just like, hey, you guys are with go. us now. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Like, I, I, you have connected it to the broader MCU. You've set stuff up and it didn't take away from the story itself. Right. Whereas, like, they keep shoving Kit Harrington in your face of just being like, he's here. But he's in the movie? Yeah, we got we got to remind you that Kit Harrington is here, and he uh, keeps alluding to his dark past and his mysterious family lineage. Do you think it's something? Do you think it's something, guys? Do you, is that is that just alluding to his role in Game of Thrones? Dark it's, it's, past, <laughs> mysterious family heritage. He, he, yeah, he's got to pick up a sword, and he doesn't want to because there's a curse on it. And he's uh, gonna have to kill vampires. Ooh, <laughs> fucking hell. It, it, mm. it sucks because it seemed like it was such a good idea on paper and it was such a like I was like wow there's a lot of parts of this movie that I really love and just blow away most of the MCU it just sucks that you're held back by having to do what all of the other movies in the MCU do Alex made a point the other day when we were talking about this and he said that they pulled a Justice League because they took all of these new characters and they didn't really do any, or it sounds like they didn't do any character development yeah. on most mm -hmm. of them. And they just shove them in this giant battle where you have all these new people with all these new powers and you don't really get to know them or feel for them. And then it's just kind of like it falls flat because you don't, it doesn't have as much weight. When, when the conflict itself in the movie, the driving conflict of the movie is this, uh, you know, the conflict of the group, as uh, interpersonal conflict within the group. Yeah. You'd think you'd spend more time developing the relationships with the group. And <laughs> there are some characters that have full-blown arcs and you're like, okay, I understand them. Their interactions are really cool. You get why they're there. You get what they're doing. Like, they did a good job with them. But you've got so many that it's inevitable that you just leave some on the sidelines. And then you're just like, oh, but... This character was just hiding in a ship for apparently the past thousand years, and no one wants to explain that. No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to like build that character at all, or their relationship, or how they fit in with the rest of the group dynamic. They just, they're just there. They just show back up, and they're like, "Hey, I existed." And you're like, hmm. "Cool, I guess that's how we're doing this." Excellent, wonderful. Yeah, but we at least have some background for Kit Harrington. Uh, that's he's in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Kit Harrington and Holy Harry Styles. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The other movie that came out that we should talk about, though, probably more importantly, is Dune. Because, you know, it's Denny Villeneuve, and pretty much nobody does cinematography better. Have this on the podcast already? Did we? Well, I, I, I put it there because I, I like, don't think that we did, but I just wanted to make sure that we talked about it. I, I feel like we, we watched did. it so long ago. Well, because <laughs> we, we were off for that one week, and so we haven't been. 
podcast. It's been a hot second. Yeah, I don't think we talked about it. I think I think, that, I think I watched the movie and then I left. And hmm. you guys didn't do a podcast the week I was gone, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. Mm-mm. We only talked about it being leaked. So, yeah. mm, that's it. Yeah, we only talked about yep. it being leaked. We didn't actually talk about it. Yeah, we watched it like, just after the last podcast. Weird. Guys, we talked about it being leaked. That's what we <laughs> talked about. Um, <laughs> all right, Owen, what's your opinion on Dune? So I can tell you oh, you're boy. wrong. Oh, um, <laughs> it's fine. Oh my gosh, dude. It's, it, is, it is a, a, a gorgeous fucking movie. I absolutely adore uh, little Timmy. I, this is the best uh, rendition that we've gotten of Frank Herbert's work. And I love seeing it on the big screen. Absolutely fantastic. Part two is going to be awesome, I'm sure. When it comes out in like four years. Yeah, unfortunately, you're still dealing with the problems of Frank Herbert's Dune. Oh. That's that, that's just that's just the inevitable of remaking something from 50 years ago. You're gonna have some issues with that because you're sticking close to your source material, which on the one hand is great, good job. You're sticking to the source material. You're remaking it well, but like, hey, there was problems with that story from 50 years ago. Oh well, Dune's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie! Uh... I was happy the entire time I was watching that movie. It's pretty it's... good. It's it's visually stunning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah. Um, Does it no make you one. feel like you're Spider-Man? <laughs> like, <damn. laughs> I have never wanted to visit the desert more than after watching this movie. <laughs> I'm all right. I was like, man, <laughs> yeah. that looks so beautiful. I want to hang out in a desert. That looks fucking awesome. I want to get fucking high on some shit and you um, know use my voice. I think probably one of the interesting things I that think about June, uh Zendaya was paid $45,000 a minute for her role in the first Dune. Heck yeah. Excuse me? Well, she's only there nice. for five minutes. She's, so. yeah, she, was on, she was on screen for seven minutes, uh, and she was paid like $320,000 for her. What? Wasn't she and like the flag poster almost? For she, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. all over it. And Timothy Chalamet was paid $2 million for his role in the movie. <laughs> and he's like in it the entire duration of the movie. I, I just find it really funny. I'll get how are you gonna show that as like a part like she's in the movie and then just seven minutes. I mean, it, she out play, of how her long? character her character plays a major role in the book and will play a major role in the second movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. But specifically where they chose to stop this, like they're just uh, there's not a lot of interaction her, with her character. Her her entire character for this movie is pretty much She's just a perfume person. Every time you see her, it's like you're expecting it to go black and white and be like, Christian Dior, only from Armani. <laughs> like, you're just waiting for that because that's all it fucking looks like, which is, again, beautiful. But right. you're like, why is this all of a sudden this is like Kate is dreaming up perfume ads? And then she shows up at the end for like a couple of minutes and you're like, oh, you're actually like a character and kind of interesting. Cool. And you said Kit Harrington's not in this movie. Yeah, Kit Harrington's <laughs> not in this movie. The other I thing like I think the uh, it, oh, go ahead. I feel like the theater experience was lacking a little, in that I could only understand about two thirds of the dialogue that was spoken in the movie. The audio mix of this movie was garbage. I don't think the audio mix is good at all. Yeah, you said by interesting the theater or I, just in general. The theater. I don't know. I haven't watched it. It. I've, I've watched uh-huh. it in theater and at home. And the only reason why at home is a better mix is because you can put on subtitles and hear the <laughs> fucking whispering. Yeah. Caleb, are you sure you didn't have Kit Harrington sitting next to you with popcorn? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> doesn't like I don't him. remember him being there. Yeah, like, uh, I, I appreciated the whispering stuff because it makes more sense that the characters would whisper some of those lines. But if you're going to do that, 
boost it so people can fucking hear what they're saying because you lost a lot of very important context and very yeah. important lines from the book and from the series like just whispered away you're just like wait what is he saying in the tent where's like the mom like just like mutters the um the, like her mantra of you know like fears the mind killer i will not fear and all of that and you're just like this is very important to the book and to the franchise and yeah the character wouldn't mutter that but like turn up the volume a little so y'all can fucking hear it it was nice every time batista was on screen because i was like oh i know i'm gonna be able to hear what he's saying because he just screams <laughs> and it's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh same thing with uh fucking um momoa uh, yeah jason momoa yeah again every time he's on screen you're like his voice is so booming you know you're gonna hear whatever the fuck is about to happen <laughs> Also, I really appreciate the fact that we had uh, uh, naked Oscar Isaac for several <laughs> minutes. Did we need that? No. But I'm so glad that we got it. I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> I love this. Wow, dude. I really, I just want his hair. It's, he has, yeah. He has excellent hair. He's got yeah. such great hair. And he's got, like, he has the perfect definition of a dad bod in this movie. And I was like, I hope I look like him when I'm, like, 20 years older. Oh, <laughs> am I led to believe that Owen is actually a closet weeb and bi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, is if we can male gaze the shit out of characters in movies... I'm so glad to see the female gaze is applied here because like we don't need little Timmy waking up in his six pack abs, but we got little Timmy Chalamet in his six pack abs. Good for us. I like Gosh. I like the part where Oscar Isaac's like when I was growing up, I wanted to be a pilot. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was very funny. Yeah, he's <laughs> a pilot later. He's just like flying around. I'm just like, so what stopped you? Brent? And also Duncan Idaho is a really stupid name. <laughs> I watched it with Allison, and literally that's the one thing that she kept coming back to. She was just like, so you're telling me that the name of this planet is what? And I was like, Arrakis. And she's like, okay, so like weird. And I was like, I guess it's kind of weird. And that guy's name is Duncan fucking Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, it's no. like just so bizarre. All right, last two things Speaking in of film bizarre. Mm. Yeah, let's let's talk bizarre things. Um, <laughs> who wants to go first here? Alex, you want to go because it's I'll real go. bizarre? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the real bazaar. I so I watched Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, which I'd actually seen in the past, but I didn't really remember. So I rewatched it. And then the main goal was to be able to watch Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel. Right? Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. is two sure. two parts of the Fate series in the anime world. Unlimited Blade Works is like these these are both based off of a visual novel. They're two different mm -hmm. routes of the visual novel. Heaven's Feel is a set of three movies that came out more recently that cover a different route from the show Unlimited Blade Works. I watched Unlimited Blade Works. And I was like, all right, I would call this show good, right? How, how is Leslie Snipes in this? <laughs> Get out. So I, I watched the show. I'd be like, all right, the visuals are fa absolutely phenomenal. It's, mm -hmm. it's UFO table, so that's to be expected. Um, they, I feel like they had a little bit of some pacing issues in the show, but overall, I would call it a show good. Good characters. Plot was cool. Stuff like that. And then I watched Heaven's Feel, and I was like blown away by how good Heaven's Feel is. Good. Okay. And it's mostly because mm. it's like such a unique experience. I've never had anything quite like this in, in watching like a show or movie or anything like that, because it is the story it is the same story, 
Like the same time period, same characters, except for it's like a wildly different plot. Hmm. Because I guess that's like sometimes how visual novels work, hmm. where it's just completely different. Like you make one different decision early on and the whole, the whole plot changes. Sure. So it was just so strange to me seeing this world. And it's not like it's a sequel where I'm seeing the characters and that have experienced the, the plot that I've already seen and they're doing something different now. It's like all the plot elements that I saw before I have in the back of my mind, but those didn't necessarily happen in this universe and they're doing something different now. And it's so crazy because like there are certain characters in the show that are just completely throwaway. Like you see them twice and they, they don't matter to the plot at all. And then all of a sudden in heaven's field, they're like the most pivotal person in the entire plot. Like it completely makes the story like based around that character. And like there's new characters added. There's characters that like, there's some characters that die in the first couple episodes of the show that are in like the final battle of, of the movies and stuff like that. It's, it's so completely different it's so cool and also like they completely uh assume that you've watched the show before you watch this movie because they just like they straight skip like so many explanations of things that they already <laughs> explained in a the show there's like a there's like a three second montage in the beginning of the first movie that covers like the first two episodes of the show and it's just like you know what happens like he he summons saber and there's like a fight at the school and he gets knocked out and somebody heals him like you know that that's from the beginning of the, of the, the thing that happens and now it's going to be different it's like and there's like a a really cool major reveal that happens towards the end of the show that is basically it's not super relevant to the story of heaven's feel but without you knowing that reveal from the show there's a lot of context that you would not understand in the movie of why things happen the way they happen and why certain characters act the way they do. It's, it's a really cool experience. I don't know. It's, and also like the movies are like some of the most gorgeous movies I've ever seen. So literally a lot of fun. Setting us back like a lot. What genre is this? <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know what genre you call it. There, there's fighting in it. Like so the fighting genre. Okay. Yeah. It's not, exactly. I wouldn't call it a shonen. It's not an isekai. Like it's a, it's an anime where oh, it's an anime. Okay. That narrows it down. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They, like the, the core plot is that there's the Holy grail war where once every so often there will be 10 masters that are or seven masters, some amount of masters that summon <laughs> these servants that are like heroic figures from history that, fight for them in the war and then the last man standing gets control of the holy grail which will grant any wish okay like Kit harrington being beside you eating popcorn yeah mm-hmm. oh this is kind of like a death, death game show maybe i guess yeah there's like a lot Almost. of like do we go after the master or the servant like because if you take the servant out the master can't really do anything but also the the master is weaker and but they'll be in more defensible position Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So yeah. it's basically like Mirai Nikki is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I never seen that one. Oh man, wow. well that joke doesn't go very well. It's kind of a <laughs> trashy death game anime. It was supposed to yeah. be a joke. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll get it next time. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> but it's really cool because like, there's even different um, like masters that are chosen in the second route from the original story. So, and I think the visual novel has three routes. There, I don't. 
I didn't look up if there was like an animated version of the third route. Is it Fate Zero? Because that's the only one I've seen of the Fate series. Zero might be it. I know there's a, another Fate Stay Night show that people do not speak very highly of, made by Studio Dean, that I think follows the same uh, storyline as the as the show that I watched here. Mm. Limited Blade Works. I don't know. Really cool experience. Highly recommended. Kind of a name is Unlimited Blade Works. Confusing one. They, it, <laughs> both of the names are actually explained. <laughs> is it like one of those moments where they go, there's like a whole bunch of swords, and he's like, wow, look at all these Unlimited Blade yeah, Works. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and kind they of. like wink at the camera. They do the, one of the characters says the name of the thing. Oh my thing. God. I'm, yeah. all right, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch the whole thing just for that. <laughs> All right, last but not least, <laughs> let's talk about Arcane. <laughs> Arcane uh, yeah, did. so Arcane is the, the new League of Legends anime that's releasing right now. Is it by more Ryder or less Fatish. fun than playing League of Legends? <laughs> so it's much more way fun. more fun it, than playing Way League more fun. Legends. It actually ahead, makes me want to play League, I'm not going to lie. Wow, <laughs> look at that. It is really, really good. The animation quality is stellar. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It's such a unique look and feel for yeah. a show. You know, you want to know how I know it's good? I was at Cairo. in it? No. Well, <laughs> oh, that would make I, it I a thousand times better. I was at Cairo, <laughs> and uh, the doctors were like, yo, yo, you seen that new, that, that Archon, Arcane? And he was like, yeah, I have. Really good. What is it from? And then the guy's like, oh, it's from League of Legends. And I'm like, okay, so people are definitely seeing this. And they're like, not even know it was from League of Legends. And like, I guess you don't need to in that. Like you don't need I to don't know anything need... about League of Legends. I don't think you do, no. I think you can gain stuff by knowing stuff about League, but I don't I don't think it's necessary at all. Do you think you need to know like do you think the Dota Dragon's Blood thing is similar? Do you need to know about Dota to watch that? No, but at the same time I feel like I feel I said this already uh like off podcast, but I I feel like League just knows how to grab the casual general audience and mm. Dota just keeps falling under that uh, it's the hardcore scene constantly mm. um, because I don't know anybody who talked about the Dota but right there's these doctors at my Cairo that were just like yo League of Legends like <laughs> <laughs> so far six of nine episodes are out I think I think it helps and... that it doesn't look like a traditional anime for like the yeah, casual crowd that is true it's very unique looking so like anybody that's that would watch like a Pixar movie would be fine watching this like yeah, mm-hmm. it's that yep. you know, different style, Western style of animation. I guess I could say. I've only seen the first three episodes, but I was very, very impressed. Yeah, it's really good. The music is amazing. Their music. You're gonna be good. even more impressed by the next three. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. My yeah, drop. And I have no frame of reference for League watching it, so it was like somebody would say like like finally they reveal what their name is in the show. And I'd be like, Oh, well, that's, that's a league character. So I'd have to look them up and see like what they're about. And it's like, Oh, this guy like wields a hex tech hammer. I guess hex tech's the thing. And then like later in the show, he's like, yeah, I'm inventing hex tech. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Not. That's league stuff. <laughs> I get it. I understood that reference. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think the first three are, are very good ground floor setting up the story. And then the next three kind of kick off that action. Yeah. And it's like, sure. mm, this is getting good. And so on mm-hmm. the next three, I'm pretty hyped about the next three. 
I don't know how they're gonna wrap it up in the next. It's, thing. I feel mm, like there's gonna be more. Yeah. I have just it, one one last question. Caleb, you watched all of it, right? All that's currently out. Yeah. All that's currently out is the donger in it. Yeah, yeah, donger. Yes, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all so, I care about. Literally, all I want. Do you do you think they're gonna do uh, Army of the Dead and they're just gonna release same year uh, Army of Thieves? So they they got Ar- Arcane right now and then they're just gonna release the second season like ASAP. There's, there's no way they won't make more, but I don't know what it's gonna. I feel be, like I it guess. will take them a while. It might, yeah. Uh, I feel like the production value is too high. Oh, uh, what you saying? Army of Dead and Thieves has low production, Alex. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, nothing right. against them, but. Value. Is always super high in all the stuff that they do. It's true. I'm baffled that Army of Thieves is already out. Like, <laughs> hey, how? Army of Thieves. Oh boy, here is, we go. Is fine. All right, so we're wrapping up the podcast, right? <laughs> yes, it's, it's it's fine if you liked Army of the my... Dead. Watch it. If not, man, don't. Bother. I walked into this. Every movie review <laughs> yeah. from Owen. It's, oh, it's, man, it's, it's fine. fine. Look, oh, there man. hasn't been anything that's been good, but there hasn't been anything that was like fucking awful. I watched The Green Knight; that was bad. Don't watch that movie. Oh hey. my goodness! Oh, like well, and I'm gonna Knight. send you the list from our cultural appreciation nights. You can just start going down the list. If you find any of the movies in the first four, you you say they're fine. I might have to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. He's gonna he's gonna love Tony Erdman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh please, no one go watch Tony Erdman. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, that's going to be the last of it for the podcast. If you are hanging around with us, I think we're going to come back and play something. I don't Halo, know what. I believe. Halo. 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 All right. BTB All right. on Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Big team battle on Halo Infinite. So make sure you hang around and check that. Uh, anyways, thanks so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on. One for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.